Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 Uh, let's start off with a five-second solo. I love it. You know, I'm okay with not opening with the Bayheim open. If you're going to play the Prowler open, I'm okay with no Bayheim. You know, I thought about it, but I think everybody's had a little too much orange no, lately. I, I, no, I don't think that. And it's going to be orange all the way through Friday, buddy. That's how it goes, Alex Tychert. The whole time? Uh, well, Erroneous. Yeah, uh, we got uh, plenty of other topics and things no, no, to well, get to. Uh, well, we got a lot of mean tweets. We hey, got a lot yes. of hateful mean tweets. Yes. We have a lot Are there of- any other kind? No, no, no. Some, <laughs> some of them are just mean to the general universe. Some are very pointed and directed at your head. A take we had on the show last night has gone completely viral today, so we'll get to that coming up in about 15 minutes. But first, we need to talk about the Alliance of American Football. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. That was Roger Goodell today after the announcement of the new league. The Alliance of American Football. Welcome inside. It is the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more info, please visit geico.com. Well, 
First, we got the new XFL coming in 2020. Yeah, we do. But just yeah. like in, in There's Something About Mary, when there was seven-minute abs, how about six-minute abs? <laughs> Along comes this new league that will start in 2019. It was announced on Tuesday that the Alliance of American <laughs> Football, and you can play Darth Vader. Anytime I say Alliance, I want you to play Darth Vader. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take her away. The Alliance of American Football will debut in February of 2019. The season will run 10 weeks and will have 50-man teams. It was announced today by Charlie Ebersol, who directed a documentary on the XFL that aired last year as part of ESPN's 30 for 30. Of course, his dad, Dick Ebersol, McMahon's original partner in the XFL, longtime TV executive, other former NFL players are involved in this. Troy Polamalu will be there. Heinz Ward, Justin Tuck, Dick Ebersol, as I said, is going to be involved. Jared Allen is involved, too. Peter Thiel's Founders Fund, so now you know where they're getting all the money. Because that oh, guy's yeah. got a couple no, of nickels there's a, to run there's together. There's a lot of cash behind this. So we're going to get a new league, the Alliance easy. of American Football, debuting in February of 2019. I'm so excited. Uh, maybe, maybe Tim can play in that one. Now this might be able to. Very, that's it. There's very a, excited about it. A couple it. of yeah. things that get to this right away. Yeah. Number one, uh, I've always said that there's some problems, some noise with all of the ratings talk. Mm-hmm. Clearly, people have either decided we're getting that last cash grab in before it goes away, or it's a lot healthier behind the scenes when you really look at the books. So it's time to get in. So, But when we start getting into three, four, I was going to announce a league for the fall. We oh, were gonna, you were? Yeah, we were going to meet the down. The Harmon League. Yeah, we were going to meet down by the Santa Monica Pier. Oh, Harmon you Football. You know where sometimes they have those art installations? Yeah, and sure. I figured it'd be a nice backdrop with oh, the Ferris wheel there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that trampoline kind of stuff. And I'll probably smoke some meat. Well, I might smoke meat on the beach, too. I mean, we got to have ancillary opportunities for income. So, you know, the smoked meat will certainly be rolling off and people with some nice sandwiches along the way, too. But... Mm. How, how many more leagues are we going to have? <laughs> Here's the particulars before we dive into this. Okay. There will be no kickoffs. Ball placed automatically right. on the 25-yard line. No onside kicks. The losing team will just start on its own 35-yard line with 4th and 10. Play clocks will be 30 seconds. Every touchdown, a two-point conversion attempt. Eight teams made up regionally of former college football stars who didn't make the National Football League. All right. There will be live in-game fantasy football. So you'll be able to pick up guys in the middle of games, bet, all that stuff, in-game fantasy football. These are part of the new alliance of American football. I am your father. It's going to debut the week after the Super Bowl, and it's going to be 10 weeks long. Here's the thing. There's a big saying in every big business about being able to tell truth to power. Like when power comes up with an idea, there's got to be some people that say, oh, you know, hey, that's really not a good idea. That let me just say this because people are afraid to do that because they don't want to lose their jobs. They don't want to be on the outside of the circle. Oh, if I tell somebody who's very powerful, your idea stinks, then I'm going to wind up being out of a job. This is you want to know how bad movies get made. It's because no one can tell truth to power. I think this movie's going to be great. Well, Mr. Spielberg, I really think, no, screw you. Oh, all right, thanks. This is how bad movies get made. This is how bad television shows get on. No one can tell truth to power. No one can say, you know what? I know you get carte blanche because you've had three hits in a row, but 
I'll tell you what, this is not one of them. I don't think people want to see a documentary on the fallow web spider. I don't think we're going to spend a lot of money. No, no, trust me, it's going to be a huge money. No, I don't think so. Telling truth to power. In theory, a new football league sounds like a great idea because we all love football. And that's whatever there's a craze for, we want to try to capitalize on it. When we go through the zombie craze, hey, Walking Dead, let's put on a whole bunch of zombie shows. Uh, How quickly can you get it to to market and grab a like anything. Look at anything your kids go out and want you to buy. Sure. How many imitators the find their way? Movie. Oh, I love them all. Let's put out but a even, movie. But even all the toys right now, it's it's a squish this and squoosh that and whatever else. And it's just so quick to market. You get about a month lead time before the imitators hit and cash in as well. When we had the vampire craze, it was oh, all yeah. vampires. Right now, it's a zombie craze, everything else. This is what's going on now. People actually think there's a market for more football and there isn't here's why oh the spring there's no football i guarantee you football fans would rather spend time talking about analyzing and listening to people talk about the draft and free agency than watching an inferior football game we're getting the best product in the world which is the national football league it's a year-round thing now there's only one month that's really down we get down in june we get up for we the season. We get down in we June. Down yeah, in we June. get down. When August hits, we are football all the way through the Super Bowl. Sure. Then we go to the Combine. Then we go to free agency. Now we're at the draft. And at the end of the draft, then everybody goes on vacation for a month. There is a month of no football. Talking about football and talking about the draft and free agency is better than this. If you're going to give me something that's going to say, all right, we're going to compete with the best possible business in the world, how are you going to get me to tune in? In-game fantasy betting for players I don't know about is not going to do it. Oh, they're going to have kickoffs for the twice. Why do I care where your kickoff's going to be from? Really? This is what I mean, telling truth to power. You really think, oh, wait, there's no kickoffs? I got to watch. Really? Who's going to watch that? Oh, you know what? We're going to have everybody go for two. Oh, because I've never seen a two-point conversion before. I see it in college football all the bleeping time. I don't get it. I don't get how people think, hey, we're going to make money on this. It sounds great. All this stuff sounds great in theory. Tell me all the bells and whistles you want, but you're not going to sell me a car I don't want to buy. This is exactly what's going on now with the Alliance, with the XFL. There's no market for it. If I walk into a a car dealership and I know I want either this car or this car, you could sit here and tell me, you know, well, this third car over here, it's got a great drink holder. And uh, it's got TVs in the back. It's the Homer Simpson car. You know, it's got everything else you need. But I don't want this car. Yeah, but it's got all these different things on it. It's got a great anti-lock brake system. It, it tells you it, the car slows down itself when you're getting too close to a car. Well, I don't know if I like that. No, but that's great. And then it's going to, if you try to change lanes and you don't signal, it's not going to let you change lanes. I don't know if I like that. No, no, it's great. It's great. Oh, but, and, and it winds up with all kinds of, it's like a, a half hybrid, half not. What do you mean half not, half hybrid? I don't get it. I don't really want this. No, no, you do. It's great. You're not going to sell me a car I don't want to buy. And these football leagues are leagues that I'm not interested in. And people aren't interested in. No one, even if you've left the NFL and said, I hate this because guys aren't standing for the national anthem. Oh, but I'll go watch this unknown league. No, you go and watch nothing. You will watch something else. But bottom line is, there is no market for this. And if there were people to tell truth to power, these ideas wouldn't come through. They're not going to make money. They'll be around for just a couple of seconds. And then what's going to happen? They're going to go. It's going to be, here's another league that tried to compete with the National Football League, and it didn't work out. That's what it's going to be.
Now, today you had the big announcement and obviously the press release, the website, and the list of contributors. Bill Polian, former Colts GM, part of the mix. Over a year ago, Charlie and I got together and he shared with me his vision for a high-quality spring professional football league. Real football by real football people. And uh, I bought in hook, line, and sinker. Now, clearly, that Tell is... Tell truth not, to power. Now, now that's clearly, <laughs> in the way that's phrased, that's not a message to the NFL. That's a, all right, there's a little bit of a lull. Maybe we can we can get some quality players. You know the regional aspect of it, kind of pull from the college ranks of how people are attached. Kind of like the Arena League did back in the day, right? And even the XFL, the first iteration. But that's the point. This is directly a shot at the the XFL saying, hey, it's done by football people, so we'll do this right. We'll give you a product that you looks like what you've come to know as opposed to something put on by Vince McMahon, the showman, mm-hmm. right? Greatest showman, give him a top hat. This and, is the greatest show. Let's sing, yeah. Whoa. yeah. I like that. That was good. You we'll like get that? you one of those Hugh Jackman outfits and we'll have you running around in See, no time. Why wasn't that done? Why not? Why, how would... Was it not announced that way? As well, Vince McMahon is Hugh Jackman. Hey, that's done four hundred million dollars globally. And, and Zach Efron is Zach Efron. I, I still enjoyed it. We, 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 we listen, listen to the soundtrack, soundtrack all, the, all time. the time. Yeah, exactly. This is me, and this is the greatest show. It's like it's like we've gone from Hamilton to this. Yeah, no, this is now taken over <laughs> as well. But the idea being that real by real football by real football people. You go down the laundry list of people associated with the league. You got Justin Tuck. You got Troy Polamalu. You got all these representatives. Uh, all pro bowlers, potential Hall of Famers who've signed on to be part of this in some capacity. So you at least have the glitz of, hey, look, the NFL, we're we're not that far removed because we've got all these guys that you know and names you know that will help orchestrate the league. Problem is, those guys can't play anymore. So now you got (laughs) to figure out which guys might still have a little bit of shelf life, decline whatever monies may be out there as a low-end free agent in the NFL, remembering all the while that we're still talking about pensions and other things in terms of years of service that they would have to give up. But if you have the right money people, at least for a year or two, perhaps you you can entice a couple of people a la the USFL Mm -hmm. to get them on board. But in the end, now we're we're really testing the limits when we start looking at broadcast partners, because that's where your money is going to be made. Can you, can you leak into that? and figure out a way to make the finances work. And I can't wait to see where the eight teams would be located. We've got a blank map waiting for that to be filled in. Green Bay, Dallas. Sorry. Tim Tebow can play, though. Gainesville. I love it. Come on, give up on this baseball dream. Hey, hey. Retire hey. that Mets jersey. You know, it takes hard work to look at four pitches and strike out. It, it's not very easy to do that. He saved that guy's life last year. He Doesn't did. that give him... A little bit of leeway on as to whether he can judge a curveball or not. First and foremost, I just have to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. No, I don't think it does. I don't think I don't think God helps you judge short, a curveball. Short lived, huh? I don't think that happens. All right. He had a good run. <laughs> Twitter at how about a fresca. Twitter at how about a fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Again, telling truth to power. It would work. But instead, we're gonna get the Money drain that is the alliance of you American are part football. part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. 
Take it away. <laughs> nice. You added the take her away this time, tight shirt. I heard you say it. I had to put it no, in there no, for yeah, you. He, I, he I, didn't I, want to hear you say it again is really what that came down don't to. Don't tell him, Mike. Take her away. I'm so excited. I'm really excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> uh, coming up next, we had a college hoops take yesterday go absolutely viral today. We'll, cont- we'll get back into it coming up next because I promise you, you need to hear it. And also, we have phenomenal mean tweets. That's come. I promise you. I promise you. I never Tremendous. let you down on promises. You, you. And that's coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. I'll pull back the curtain for you. At least three times a week, this is the final song Harmon and I listen to before we start the show. At least three times a week yeah, we put true. it on, but we do the live version because oh, yeah. it's a little bit faster. Well, a little faster, yeah. and you, you got to see Ringo dance. Right, well, I mean, yes. Sir Richard Starkey. Yes, Ringo you need to Star see Sir Richard dance. is now a knight. Yes. He was knighted today by Zac Efron. In a, he hey. was knighted today <laughs> by Prince Charles. He was knighted today. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and <laughs> I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Knighted today? By Liam and Noel Gallagher, knighted today (laughs) by Liam Neeson, knighted today by Colin Firth, knighted today was Ringo Starr. It's a good looking hat he was wearing, too. And he's a knight now. Now he's ready to defend. Uh, You kind of have to be. So yesterday on the show, we talked NCAA tournament, and I told you in no uncertain terms, that mid-major programs don't deserve to be in the NCAA tournament. Not that they're not good enough, not that they can't win, but they don't deserve to. Why? Because they don't play the schedules that the, quote, Power Five conferences do. Now, when I say Power Five, I'm referring to, you hear that in football all the time, the Power Five conferences. Obviously, the Power Five conferences, you want to add one, in college basketball, you want to add the Big East. You want to add a couple of schools. Obviously, look, Villanova is really good. But my point is that right, you it wasn't a strict power big, fight. Right, right. It was my point is the mid majors that get in. Yes, right. And this went viral today, and I got a, and I, I could tell you everybody I bet that said something horrible to me on Twitter. And there are many people. I, I said, where are you from? Oh, from Spokane. Where are you from here? Oh, I'm a proud you know FAU grad. Proud of you, proud. All mid major. Fans don't like it. You know what? Tough. Tough. Because you don't deserve to get in. You don't deserve to. It doesn't mean you're not good enough. And that's one thing about a lot of the criticism that I saw today. Because I always like to get on and see what people are saying and all this. Like, okay. Because I get it was going to be unpopular with people. Well, when you feed on anger and vitriol, I mean, it's what gives you power. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take it away. The most common criticisms are oh you're dumb of course we belong we can beat the best teams other power fives prove they don't belong this is not they can't win this is about earning a chance to play earning a chance to get into the ncaa tournament you know what this is when you let mid-majors in and they've been and, and this is look i've felt this way for a long time because you can't tell me that gonzaga that any of these teams that play in, quote, mid-major conferences, have the same resumes, play the same teams, 
and deserve to get in over anybody in the ACC, in the SEC, in the Big Ten, in the Big 12, even in the Pac-12, except for this year because the Pac-12 stinks. But most they don't deserve to get in because they don't play anybody. You you have conferences where nobody is ranked near the top 25. You have the ACC where you have six top 25 teams. You don't play people. You don't have the resume, and that's not fair. Think about it like this. If you work in a bank, right, and you want to be the bank manager. Always right? wanted to be a banker. Right? You Just like a, that Seinfeld episode. Right, always, he was upset because he never got to be a banker. My mom said I should be a farmer. Well, you're the best hitter I ever saw. Say you work in a bank and you want to be the manager of that bank. All right? You've been working. It's a big bank. I mean, it's a lot of money. This is not one of those, you know, five and dime, mom and pop. Man. No, it's a big bank. It's, you know, it's, it's M&T Bank, you know, whatever it is. It's a, it's a big bank, and you know everything. And, you know, it's hard. It's hard to run a big bank, but you think you can do it. And you've done a pretty good job, and you are down to being the finalist to be the manager at this big bank. And okay. you say, okay, uh, who am I in the finals with? They say, well, we have a guy who we like that works at this real small bank, you know, out on the West Coast. And they do pretty well. I mean, they don't deal with stuff like predatory lending or mortgages. You know, they don't do any of that stuff. But, you know, the guy does pretty well. The bank does okay. And this is the guy I'm, I'm, I'm down to the finals with. Yeah, because, you know, he does okay at that little tiny bank. But do they worry about and have other things on my mind, like I said, like all those different things and, 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 and trying to not have people upside down and mortgages and bailing people out? No, no, no. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He basically just takes the money from the people and puts it in the bank, and people have interest. Oh, okay. And it's down to me and him. Yeah. And so then the guy can come in, the Any Given Sunday philosophy. The little guy can come in, ace the interview, because the big guy goes in, ah, I'm a little nervous and this and that. I don't know, maybe I say something, maybe I throw up, maybe I spill coffee on the guy. And the little guy comes in and says, hey, I can come in and run this big bank. Great. And the guy gets the job. Now, this doesn't mean this guy can't do a great job running the bank. This means how does he get in the door for the interview? Because clearly his resume is not nearly what the other guy's was, who has been in this bank and has worked it before. It's like that everywhere. People don't do absolutely nothing or do something that's not even close to what someone else is doing and then get that big job. It doesn't work that way. Mid-majors should kiss the ground the NCAA walks on that they have the rule of all the conference champions get in and we're going to take mid-majors to get in. Because mid-majors are good. I'm not saying they're not good. They can be, We've seen them beat teams. But it doesn't mean they earn the right to get in with the resume they have. That's the big thing, is that you have to earn the way to get in. And I'm sorry if you don't feel that way. But you say, oh, but look at what Gonzaga, you, you would say no to Gonzaga. Well, you know what? I don't think people really care if Gonzaga's in the tournament or not. Because they would be just as excited if a 13th-ranked Northwestern beat number 4 Duke than if it was 13th-ranked Buffalo beating 3rd-ranked Duke. People would be. People don't care about the teams. They're just excited with low seeds, high seeds. We talked about this last week. No one cares about the teams. Hey, look, it's great. Gonzaga's gotten improvement. Hey, some years they get in the tournament, they do well. Some years they don't. But still, none of those teams play anybody. You can't tell me having the same record as teams that are playing in the, quote, Power 5 conferences is going to translate. You take St. Mary's, put them in the ACC, do they win even 10 games? But you would say, oh, but look, they won 10 games against AZ. Yeah, yeah, but they're 10 and 20. They lost the other right. 20. But if they met 10 times, it's that old argument. If, if I got you for a series, I, I bludgeon you. Right? I, you could beat me one game, but you're not taking me down in a series. And 
it goes back to the foundation of all of this, right? When we talk about snubs and bubble teams and automatic bids and everything else of how do you arrive at some formula, some algorithm, whatever it is to really make sure that the schedules are, are weighted properly mm-hmm. and that just because you danced through what is a bad, look, it's competitive, but on the grand scale, not necessarily the equal of a conference top to bottom that because you win that, you automatically get a bid. Now, obviously, you have teams that if they didn't get that automatic aren't here, right? Loyola mm-hmm. being the great example of that. Sure. But is that necessarily wrong? No. But you have USC gets left out with their 37 RPI. In years past, RPI was a big deal. Yeah, but now it's so not. Either, every, every, what, whatever so what's the NCAA it, committee decides but, but that's, is a big deal. But is I think that's the, the bigger part of this is to come up with, once and for all, a determination of how this happens. Forget about the automatic bids for everybody for a moment. Mm-hmm. But to to come up to, really, it's not year to year. How are we feeling? It's like the catch rule in the NFL. How am I feeling on a given Sunday? You know, did it move? Did the ball move too much here? Did he have an extra step? Was it the five five yards that he traveled after first making contact with the ball? So, yeah, it should be a catch. Forget about all that. Get out of the committee of, you know, here's the point of emphasis for this year and and come up with a, a formula that actually addresses this on a larger scale and start weeding out where there there's fluff. Because some of these are great stories. But as you say, mm-hmm. if there's still 13 or 14 seeds, that's the bigger deal. As much as we like learning about the famous alumni mm-hmm. of some of these schools. <laughs> hey, Kathleen Turner and UMBC, it's awesome. And it's great yeah. that, you know, we, we enjoy their Twitter accounts and the, the sparring and everything that went on. But the low seed is enough to draw people in. When that alert comes in that a number 14 of whatever other school doesn't have to be from a conference that you've never heard of, it still has the same results. Just like this coming week, as we get into the games, as long as the games are close and the alert's telling you it's within some distance, some certain point differential in the final five minutes, you're finding a television. Twitter at How About a Fresca. That's Twitter. At How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. I'm telling you, we got some mean tweets coming up. It's about earning the right to get in. Not that they can't win, but you have to earn the right. And everybody said, oh, we've shown that we can't. No, you got to have the regular season mean something. Then Then we shouldn't even have 30 games then. Let's just have, you know, 350 teams in and we just go, we just, everybody plays and you lose the game, you're out. And we go Ooh, all the way down. Now you're talking. All the way from 350 down to the this final four. This is Thunderdome. <laughs> Put it in a cage. <laughs> Two men enter. Do it that way. One man leaves. Coming up in one minute, we wave goodbye to a college basketball legend. He didn't die. He's simply going to the NBA. Bye, We'll have that and more. But right now, a guy who's always been a legend. Hi. It's Tom Looney with What's Trending. Hey, guys. You know, Dennis Schroeder had the game of a lifetime tonight. Dennis Schroeder. Never heard of him. Yeah, right. He plays for the Atlanta Hawks. Bounced around Europe, born in Germany. He's a German basketball player. You probably picture a tall white guy. He was actually a short black guy. He played for the Bakersfield Jam, bounced around the D-League. And tonight, 
Game of a lifetime for the Hawks. Now Dennis Schroeder again. He goes right by Ingles. His floater is good. Dennis Schroeder has given the Hawks the lead. 94-92. 35 seconds left. Dennis has got 40 points on the night. <laughs> Dennis ended up with 41 points, and the Hawks shocked the Jazz 99-94. Steve Holman with the call there on the Atlanta Hawks radio network. On radio station 98.5 FM, the sports hub in Boston tonight. Celtics Thunder came down to the final shot. Westbrook steps to his right, gets a look, it comes up short, and the Celtics have done it again. No Kyrie, no Smart, no, no Jalen Brown, no, doubt. no Tice, and yet with the money on the table, Marcus Morris had no doubt. 199 was your final Boston wins it. Toronto won again. Raptors hoodwinked the Magic 93-86. Pelicans Anthony Davis 37 points. New Orleans did Dallas 115-105. And Minnesota Timberwolves blitzered the Clippers 123-109. Portland Trailblazers hosting the Houston Rockets tonight. Blazers have won 13 in a row. Rockets have been, you know how hot they've been. They've won 9 of their last 10, like 22 out of their last 25. Uh, Portland in front of Houston, 50-49. to Two minutes left in the second quarter. That's what's trending. I'm Looney, and I present to you professional talkers Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney. Sure. Oh, I feel empowered. Yes. How about that? We're live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info, visit geico.com. Joining us now on the hotline, friend of the show who sometimes sits in one of our seats. True. Right now, you can check him out on Twitter, standing next to Antonio Brown and getting a big thumbs up. He covers college hoops, college football, was with Fox, now for The Athletic. One of those many guys just getting snapped up as The Athletic continues to dominate the world. It's Aaron Torres, AT. What's happening? in your seat because you're off gallivanting around town in L.A. on a Friday night or a Thursday night. I, I, I don't really see Harmon there. I don't really ever see you there, though. i got to be perfectly honest. Well, here's the thing. I got, you know, my gallivanting is like, you know, Target at 6 o'clock, and then maybe I'll go to California <laughs> Pizza Kitchen at 8.30, and then maybe it's late night Mario Kart. And if he's on vacation, he's in Detroit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. So. What, what? What'd you do in another life? How did that happen? No, I, I, well, listen. When when you marry someone who's from the greater Detroit area, that's where oh. you go back on vacation. Okay. Well, you know, I hope you like <laughs> snowbanks and Ford uh, Explorers. I don't know. I've actually never been. It's one of the few major cities I've never been to. I hear it's beautiful this time of year, though. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. And you know what? On Friday nights at Dom Polsky's. Outside of Detroit, you can get a muskrat dinner. Muskrat dinner, Torres. You can get that if you want one. You guys have to have the weirdest food conversations ever on this show. Every time I come on, every time I sit in for you, Jason, I hear that horse meat sandwich drop. (laughs) Horse meat sandwich out there. Now we got the muskrat uh, souffle or whatever you just said there. It's unbelievable. All right, let's get into this here. We'll get into Trey Young in a second, but... You know, we've been talking a lot about the mid-majors the last couple of days, and I I have an issue, and I've always had an issue, with the lack of a resume for the mid-major teams in the NCAA tournament. doesn't mean the mid-majors aren't good enough because they are good enough. We've seen them win big games this year. We watched the biggest mid-major, you know, beat a major power of all time. But, you know, if they want to, if they're going to play in the tournament, I need better resumes across the board. Because you look at a team that is able to play a really low level of competition, you know, should they really get the, the bump over, a, you know, a team on the bubble like a USC or a North Carolina State that's playing an ACC schedule winning, winning 20 games? 
Yeah, it's, you know, it's an interesting case study, and I think, you know, it's interesting in the sense that we don't even always necessarily get the best mid-major teams, right? You know, sure. uh, our buddy Arnie Spanier lives in Vermont. They, uh, they literally lost one conference game in the last two years. It just so happened to be in the conference championship game this year, ironically, to UMBC. Now, obviously, UMBC showed themselves just fine, but, you know, we're not even getting the best mid-majors. You know, it's interesting. I mean, I think obviously the, the, the stock answer is that the mid-majors don't get as many shots as the power conferences, and I do think that that is why we see, you know, they don't get as many shots at quality wins as the power conferences. That's why we have all these Thanksgiving tournaments because everybody's trying to pick up those wins against the power five schools. Um, you know, look, at the end of the day, I, I think that to me, I like the tournament the way that it works. I also I also don't like the fact that we're now starting to reward teams that go 17 and 14 in a power conference and stuff like that. And so, you know, if, if you just want to say reduce the tournament to 32 teams and only take a couple teams from these small power conferences, I can or these small mid-major conferences, I guess in theory I can get behind that. But if we're going to keep it at 68, man, it, it was painful enough watching Arizona State and, uh, you know, some other teams of that ilk, I don't know that we need more of those kind of teams instead of the Loyola of Chicago's, Nevada's, San Diego State schools like that. Well, that way we get all the famous alumni of these smaller schools and people like Sister Jean uh, along the way. <laughs> it's huge for everybody. And you can't reduce <laughs> it to 32 because that's too many uh, – games and television spots lost or as you know the deal money rules all right trey young he le he's leaving to go make his money 42 percent shooter on the year uh needs to bulk up for one but you know what what's his ceiling what are we looking at as he goes pro yeah i i always you know it's funny how we are in the media i never bought the idea that he is the quote-unquote next steph curry there's only one steph curry there's only one six three guy that can hit 28-foot fallaways and make it look easy. I think Trey Young's going to be a really, really good player, and I think it's been kind of interesting to watch his trajectory. I mean, for a guy like me who kind of follows the high school scene, I'm by no means a recruiting expert, but I at least know who the guys are coming up. This was a guy that nobody saw as a one-and-done type kid. They thought that he was going to be a two-, three-year college player and then maybe get a shot as a late first-round NBA draft pick. Then we see the, we see it skew all the way the other direction where people are talking about him as a top two, top three pick. Uh, and so I think he's going to settle probably where he should. I think he'll be a late lottery pick. I think he'll be a player that can be really productive in the NBA. But I also think that the last six or eight weeks showed how much he still has to work on. I mean, you know, if he can't, you know, do the – I mean, I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but it was clear there was a drop-off. The shooting percentages went down. The losses obviously piled up. Now, we get that he won't be the focal point of, a, of an NBA defense when he gets to the next level, but to me, I think he can be a really, really good player on the right team. I don't know that he's going to be an all-star because there's not that many all-stars. and I, you know, I, I just think that he's kind of found his spot, and, and I think he'll be drafted about where he should be, probably somewhere in about that 10 to 14 range. All right, AT, as we look ahead to Thursday and Friday, there's a lot of Cinderella still in the tournament. Basically, you know, the left shark, right shark, the left side of the bracket sees most of them. Give me a fill in the blank here. If Cinderella team blank made it to the final four, I wouldn't be that surprised. One of the teams, Cinderella team that's in there that we didn't think would be in the Sweet 16, if team blank made it to the final four, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Well, let me ask you, is West Virginia considered a Cinderella? Lowest seed in their bracket? Oh, I thought you were going to tell me Syracuse. I, that was, I was, no, I wanted he's you to not say Syracuse. saying that. Oh, okay. All right. I got to say, I am, as, a, as a UConn alum, I am so tired of Syracuse. But at the same time, I got to give Jim Beheim credit. I don't know how he does it. But I'll say this, Jason and, and Mike, but I know, Jason, you're the Q's guy, is, you know, there is something about that zone uh, on a short turnaround or for teams that haven't seen it, guys just don't have the answer. I mean, Tom Izzo's a Hall of Famer, and he looked like a high school coach out there. His guys had no idea what they were doing, no idea how to attack it. It made them completely uncomfortable all game long. And it's really funny as we kind of turn our attention to this Duke game. Everyone says, oh, well, Duke just beat him by however much at Cameron Indoor a few weeks ago. I think this is a totally different ball game. Obviously, it's a neutral court, you know, thousands of miles from either campus. You know, I think that that crowd will be primarily Kansas fans probably pulling for Syracuse, even though I think that they would be a tough matchup for Syracuse. You know, I think Kansas would it'd be a tough matchup for them. And I think this is a totally different ball game in this game. Single elimination, Duke has so many freshmen. I actually think, Jason, I can't lie, I think that's actually a, leg- a legitimately really good point by you. I didn't consider Syracuse, but – we saw him do it two years ago. I think that they can scare Duke, if not win outright. And then if they get Kansas, Kansas is just a terrible matchup for them because all they do is shoot threes. And if they get cold, they could get bounced. And I don't know. I, I, it was stranger things have happened than seeing your cues in San Antonio next week. Now he's flexing muscles. <laughs> hey, let me ask a, a question. Being a, a Big Ten homer that I am, uh, why can't Tom Izzo beat anybody good? in terms of the uh, the quality coaches in this uh, carousel here? Yeah, Harmon, it, it, I didn't realize just how bad he was against the Bayheims and Krzyzewskis of the world. You know, and I'll say this, is that I, we, I don't know if it's like this in all other sports, but in college basketball, there seems to be a narrative about a guy, and then it sticks, right? Like, we somehow believe that John Calipari has underachieved at Kentucky when he's now in his seventh Sweet 16 in nine years. He's made six uh, elite eights, maybe seven this year. And I think Tom Izzo is kind of the opposite. Is like, you know, this was a guy that for so many years he was big game Tom Izzo and he had his teams, uh, you know, deep in the NCAA tournament. And you look at this year as a three seed, they get bounced. Two years ago as a two seed, they get bounced by Middle Tennessee. And I think that this is one of these narratives that I don't think most of the, the, the national folk have quite caught up on. Like, I don't think he has been that good uh, over the last couple of years. I know he hasn't. The results say he hasn't. And these have been very talented teams. You know, three years ago they had Denzel Valentine, National Player of the Year. This year, Miles Bridges and Jaron Jackson, two likely lottery picks. I'm with you. I don't have an answer as to what has happened or what is up with Tom Izzo, but I do think that narrative of him being this great tournament coach, you know, we're starting to get data that over the last three, four years, that just might not be the case. Follow him on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres. That's at Aaron underscore Torres. College hoops, college football with the athletic. AT as always, buddy. Appreciate it, man. We'll talk soon. All right, thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. See you, Aaron. Yeah, 8 to 10 with Arnie Spaniard starting Saturday night as well. Nice. Congratulations to AT getting that 8 to 10 Pacific on Saturdays. And, oh, by the way, West Virginia over Villanova would be considered. I could go Cinderella on that because you're talking about being a number one team. Slippers for all. Uh, Coming up next, a story that happened to an NFL player that is actually something I have nightmares about. That crazy-ass story next on Fox. 69% 69% of singles are looking for something serious. 
Are you dating and still looking for someone special? Then listen up. Go to Match.com to get started for free today. Search, view photos, and connect free at Match.com. That's Match.com, M-A-T-C-H.com. That's what I'm talking about, baby. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks, you're right. It will about a mile after it hits you. So stop because trains can't. There is an absolutely crazy story out of the NFL we're going to get to in 10 minutes. It's nuts. It involves a player. You know who it is. It involves blood, nudity, a high rise. You don't say. So, so far, it's diehard. Uh, it involves all of those things. And his name it's- is John Cena. <laughs> Not does that not well, involve no. John Cena. No. At least as far as we know. It's crazy. The video of it is nuts. The audio of it is nuts. Women are screaming. It's absolutely insane. And we're going to have that coming up in a little bit less than 10 minutes from now. But uh, how about some mean tweets? Oh, let's go. You know, my, the take we've had the last couple nights told you how mid-major teams don't deserve to be in the NCAA tournament because they don't have the resumes of the bigger conferences. They just don't. You can't argue that point. And many people don't like that. There's no, a lot of, not. of people that don't like that take. So, thanks to Jimmy Kimmel, we will do some mean tweets. Sweet. Zach says, Jason, you're a piece of blank. Whoa. Wow. How do you really feel? No. Horse meat sandwich out there. Travis says, you could have an endless program if you had to apologize for your takes. Apologize for what? I don't know. It's an opinion. Well, I'd have to apologize for. I'm sorry to have that opinion. I'm sorry that your school played a bunch of crappy opponents. It, wait, it says it they says suck. it says here, don't congratulate Putin. Should I say that? I'm sorry. I should have. Don't don't congratulate him. It's like when Homer's got the sign on his hands. Well, you know, <laughs> Lenny White, Carl Black. To not that to. Does saying that same thing over and over make it less stupid? I don't know. He didn't say it that often. I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Does it? I think he misremembers. I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Does it? It's not trigonometry. Tanner says, this is easily the worst take you've ever had. And there's been quite a few bad ones. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. You stopped. Like, no, no. Like, you remembered right at the top of your head. Oh, no. There's some worse ones than that. Radio, buddy. Buddy. What was I going to say? Well, let me think about it from it. No. It's immediacy. It's radio. It's funnier if I say, oh, yeah, that's not even close. (laughs) Papa Pav says, I'm really glad your opinion is only yours. Now, that's a slogan. That's like a TV show slogan. That's like one of those, you know, fight back with David Horowitz type shows. Could that be on True TV? Yeah. I'm glad your opinion is only yours. Like something Jesse the Body Ventura would say at the end of an interview. (laughs) Your opinion is only yours. T says, Jason, that take is preposterous. Just another way for the big money schools to rig the system. Now they have Jason Smith in their back pocket. <laughs> yeah! Yes! I'm getting paid. Yes, you were paid off by big colleges. Are this giving isn't even me big, money. big tobacco. This is NCAA. You're a shill. TMZ. That's how Syracuse oh. got in. They had Jason Smith come up with this take. <laughs> Bayheim's just handing me a briefcase full of money on the street. TMZ's got the video. I'm in, awesome. I'm in the NCAA's back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then you really haven't listened to the other takes here. A crazy football story is next on Fox.
Yeah, you play that Bayheim Open. You play that Bayheim Open until Friday, until we lose to Duke. Nope. <laughs> you know you got lucky there. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios, call 1-800-947-AUTO. Find out how much you could save on auto insurance. And if you miss any of the show, of course, right after the show is over, go to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, foxsportsradio.com. Use the iHeartRadio app. Listen to the whole show, parts of it, whatever you want. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, foxsportsradio.com. The iHeartRadio app. Listen to it. Rate us. Rate us five stars, and we'll love you for the rest of time. You know, you can ask for that Bayheim open all you want. You yeah. know, they actually have a wheel, kind of like it's the the price is right, and you spin the big wheel. Yeah. And that's the open you get. No, no, no. You don't get to choose one. No, we, we just, get the Bayheim open all week. No, you spin, you spin the wheel. No. Maybe you get that one. Maybe no. you get something else. No, we, we get the Bayheim open. No. We use the Bayheim open. It's all about Bayheim. Come on, seriously. Did he come on the show? No, no he last went, year he no, did. Yeah, that was last right. year. Okay. Was like, what about now? Uh, You're the only on. one on the network to kiss his ass, yet he's going on uh, hey. talking with other people. Hey, <laughs> I say truth and true things about Syracuse. That's I'm going to eat that is. ass up. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's not coming on if you're playing stuff like that. This is Allegedly. a family show. Come on, Bay, I'm 70. Come on. I'm you sorry. Know? What does that 10. have to do with Can't anything? just play that. Well, I, I you can't hope, be seventy and get a little loose. No, I guess you feel me. I don't. I don't. I don't no, I, come on, I don't want to think about that. I don't <laughs> think, about, think. I, uh, I don't do want to think about Bayheim like at an eyes wide shut party or something. Just stop. He's running the zone. Do you think he'd ever be in a uh, contestant on Backdoor Bachelors? <laughs> t- oh, stop with that idea. <laughs> a bachelor walks into the back door and surprises his girlfriend. Hello. Oh, come on now. That was That's Alex Kreitzer's idea. That was yeah. pretty good. No, True TV, call on. me. Just, I don't know that I've laughed that hard in a long, long time. Come on. How many? Because that came out of the blue. How many good Eddie ideas blue. did we have for True TV we shows We could have programmed three networks. I mean, uh, Stiletto Justice is probably still oh, my it's favorite. The best. I mean, I like Lady Jokers. Raise, raise my you're rent. A, you're obsessed with Lady I Jokers. Love, but I love Raise My Rent. The rent is too damn high. It's about, it's about, yeah, after dark, even darker. That was a good one. What happens at a strip club after it closes? I mean, these are all great shows. That true TV. I mean, you know how much money I can make just for the, the, the 10 minutes we talked about that last night? I could retire. True TV would like, oh, my God, look at this. It's time to mor- let's put a second mortgage on that house. Let's oh, go. I'm paying everything off. I got all kinds of money. You, you want another show? Give me five minutes, and I'll have a snappy title for you, too. <laughs> After dark, even darker. Let me finish this horse, horse meat sandwich, which is the inspiration and fuel. <laughs> I mean, modern-day Caesar. You know, a bad guy that just goes off and buys property across the country. There's guys like that. There's all kinds of moguls. Modern-day But really, how good is Raise My Rent about... about <laughs> Landlords who are really acting badly and get in trouble. I think it would win. There's well, a lot of markets, rent. a lot of markets that would get involved pretty quickly. I tonight, got a suggestion tonight on raise my rent. <laughs> what happens when Johnny realizes he didn't sign his check before he dropped it in the manager's mailbox? Well, raise my rent. I mean, raise my rent. I mean, all these shows. It's great. I, that would be, you know what? As much as I say being a PR advisor would be what I would do if I wasn't in Sports sure. Talk Radio because I could do that really well. Coming up with titles for TV shows for True TV. There you go. Can I make money? I mean, that, that could though? be the anchor of a Thursday night lineup. You give me a show and I'll give you the title. Or pretty much it's easy to I'm just, I'll do a title and have a show around it. Well, that's 
True TV. That's all in it a is. Nutshell. Yeah. What's it? I don't. I don't think they come up with the shows first. Is what's a good snappy title? Hey, how about uh, Modern Day Caesar? Okay, great. This is what it's about. There's nothing wrong oh, with that. There you go. However, you get to the finished product. Yeah. I kind of like After Dark even darker. That's that's really. You just want to go hang out at strip clubs when they. When they shift to the day shift. Hey, remember, what's my best strip club story? It happened after the strip club closed. It's true. When I went to That was a pretty good. You didn't do it. With the dancer. It was pretty weak ending. It was a a good buildup. Then you got to breakfast. Then it ends. Well, here's the deal. Yes, okay. In case you haven't heard the story before. Just really quick before we get into uh, the, the big naked story. Since we're talking about strippers. Sure. Went to a strip bar with my best friend at, uh, this is like 20 years ago. Wasn't me. And it was then his after, best friend at the time. And then after, you know, we met one of the dancers. She was really nice, talked to us, all this stuff, and we went to breakfast with her. Yeah. And, what did you um, order? Uh, I think the eggs. Okay. And it was a late night place in Syracuse, Serpico's. And uh, she proceeded to say that, yeah, you know, things are okay for a bit of tough last couple of weeks. And it was why. And it was because her boyfriend had just gotten out of jail. Because he had beaten up his best friend. Oh, why? Well, because we hooked up and he just found out about it and he didn't like that. I'm like, oh. And All your right. boyfriend beat up his best friend. He went to jail because of it. Yeah. That was the end of the night. I'm out. I bought breakfast. But here's the thing. He didn't nice. just beat him up. Like, yeah. He really he must have bludgeoned, to, yeah. bludgeoned him if and he ended up in jail. And had charges against him. Yeah. So I wasn't. I was. Oh, I was Best of friend was he? I was kind of done bringing I, charges. I bought breakfast. Seems like you'd take the beating as yeah. a, you know, you, I, you you did wrong. No, no, I wasn't. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. You didn't that, want in on that. I was. I wasn't that rolling the dice kind of guy at that point in my life. I don't think you're a yeah, roll not? roll the dice kind of guy now. That could have been interesting. Who wants to roll the dice? With? No, I can't. Come on. A boyfriend about that. who had gone to jail for beating up his best friend because he hooked up with his girlfriend. No, 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 no. Not doing that. Was Not he still that. the boyfriend? I yeah, she said my boyfriend just got out of jail. Okay, so apparently they were still dating. Well, then then you took the verbal cue and you moved on. I met that really nice guy and we went to breakfast. He never called me. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so your life could have been changed so much. It would be the Mike Harmon show <laughs> with Mike Harmon. That would be it. You'd be here by yourself. You and Alex Tyshirt would be doing this show. You would bring up sports, and Tyshirt would say, you know, it's funny you say that because I watched that game and had a kale sandwich. It's kale-made bread with kale, and I sprinkled some quinoa on it, and it was so good. That Don't would forget be the, the arugula. And the arugula. That's a vegetable. He just that like saying arugula. That would be the show. <laughs> But last, but it I, would be the Mike Harmon show. It would be. It has a good ring to it. It's the Mike Harmon show. Zay Jones had an okay season for the Buffalo Bills. Was right. that sleeper that didn't uh, break out? Because he was the last man standing okay, yeah. because everybody got dealt away. Yeah, nobody else left. <laughs> hey, Marquis good when he can't catch. We don't want him here. Three-year uh, deal for the 49ers after a breakout year. Second-round pick of the Bills. Had an okay year. Yeah. couple of touchdowns. Not bad. Uh, fantasy owners... You know, he was always one of those guys that, oh, maybe if he breaks through, someone I would pick up. Sure. But uh, Zay Jones right now is being held in the medical ward of L.A. County Jail. Why? Because of what happened last night in downtown Los Angeles. As Zay Jones got into a naked struggle with his brother, Caleb Jones, who plays for the Vikings. And it ended up in a bloody mess and Zay Jones getting arrested. There was a crazy fight that went down. In the downtown L.A. apartment building. Zay Jones, you can see the video. TMZ's got this story. He's naked running down the hallway. 
and then the camera cuts to blood all over the walls. Like it is in, in one of those horror movies where it's like, oh my God, why is it? It's like there's blood on the floor, there's blood on the walls, uh, handprints hand and everything. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like a horror movie. And here's some of the audio that was taken of the time where Zay Jones was running naked around the hallways and threatening to jump and saying that he was going to do it for a very specific reason. Now, that's crazy. I mean, that sounds like a horror movie. You could hear Zay Jones in the beginning yelling, I'm going to fight for Jesus. Yeah. A couple of times, I'm going to fight for Jesus. His brother is saying, no, stop, calm down. And he was trying to get him to get back inside and, and be in a safe area. He wanted to jump out a 30th floor window. And that woman screaming at the end. It sounds like the end of Blair Witch Project. Right. And there was, at one point, in the audio says, you know, it looks like a murder scene. Which yeah, is that's how what, we describe absolutely it, absolutely right? what it looked like. like. That's it, it was a insane. slow camera walk down the hallway, and you've got blood stains on the floor going up the wall and just all the way through. Here's the the Bills released a statement. Ready, mm-hmm. ready for the, yeah. the wonders of this two-line statement? We believe in A.J. McCarron. He is our, sorry. He is our future. <laughs> uh, we are aware of the incident involving Zay Jones. We are still in the process of gathering more information on the matter. At this point, we will have no further comment. When I saw this story, the first thing I thought, actually seeing the video of him walking naked up and down the hallway, I can't tell you how many times, because, you know, I, everybody has those stress dreams in their life. When you dream the same thing, certain times in your life when things are stressful. I told you I used to have the dream that I would, and this up until about maybe five or eight years ago, that I would have a dream where it was like the final day of college for a semester, and I went to class, and I hadn't been there all semester, and either there was a final exam or a paper was due that I didn't have. But that actually happened right? to you a couple of times. No, no, no. When I didn't go to class whole semester, yes, but never where I, I went on the last oh, day and didn't okay. know there was a test. Gotcha. Um, and I would have that, and it would be the same thing. I'd get there, someone next to me would go, you know there was a test, or here's the paper. People had taken their papers out, and I'd wake up. And that means something. It's some kind of stress dream. But one of the dreams I also have very frequently is I'm somewhere – and I'm naked, and I'm, like, behind a bush or behind a building or something, and I have to get somewhere, and there's a bunch of people in between me and having to get there. And, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to cover myself and move, and I never really know who's there, but I have that dream all the time that I'm naked what, what and are you I'm ashamed in public. Of? I, I don't know, just nothing. My male body looks awesome. <laughs> well, actually, it doesn't matter. You would see my body go, whoa, someone's got to white balance that shot. Whoa, that guy is really pasty. <laughs> Um, but they would say he has good-looking feet because I have really good-looking feet. I mean, let's be honest. You are fake news. My feet are my, my feet and your calves. You know, have a lot of you know. That'd be a tough thing. That'd be a tough thing to fight over. Well, you who's got better? So I people would look at my feet. But I have that dream all the time. That I, and someone there that's and I don't know who it is. Like there's there's someone there. It's like, I'm, I'm going to be embarrassed if they see me. Whatever it was. But I would have that dream, and I still have it once in a while, and it's really stressful. And I, I wake up and I go, oh, okay, 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 all good, all good, all good. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I, That's I an have interesting that dream. dream. Yeah. And it's different. Sometimes it's I'm like at a beach and I'm behind a bush 
and I'm naked or I'm on a street somewhere. Somehow I'm naked on the street. And I'm like behind a, a, a and building. And that's a true TV show. On a corner. Naked, naked on the street. On the st- whoa, whoa, whoa. Write that down. <laughs> and that's what it is. All the show on True TV is, is that it's people who are naked on the street and they put it together and make a show out of it. Ah, that's easy. That's another show right there. Boom. That's another $500,000 I just made. Boom. Direct TV. Uh, from Direct TV. Direct TV. From True TV. <laughs> nice. Tr- Direct TV could pick it up too. You know, why not? Well, now there's a bidding war. Show for, some guts. Show some guts. For naked on the it. street. Uh, that is, you know, that is, and I don't know why it's different reasons. It's usually a city street. That I'm on, like I'm in New York or I'm in downtown LA or somewhere, and that's and I don't know what it is, and it's just that's a thing, and I know that's got to mean something. Just stay out of the wind tunnels in Chicago, yeah, because that'll have a, a an adverse effect on your. I don't your, your no, there's, persona. There's never real any weather in my dreams. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't have any weather. None of my dreams ever really make sense. Sorry, I paused there. The look on your face. Yeah. You were really pondering the places that you've had this dream yeah, no, up here. It's, this is really affecting you. <laughs> I don't know. Like, cause, and we're getting what, deep into your psyche here like, in I the Geico know. Studios of Fox Sports Radio. Like, when you dream, do your dreams all make sense? Is, no. it, is it like you're watching television, I don't watching really a TV re- show? I have a lot of deja vu moments. I have deja vu. No, But, but I don't, I don't really have dreams. Really? No. Okay. All I don't right. think I get deep enough sleep on that most nights. I'm going to be honest. That REM I don't cycle. know that I, I get to get that. There. Yeah, I don't think I get there. But like, it's, like, I, I don't know. Do people's dreams make sense? It's like, they're, like it makes sense. It's a TV show or something, and it's you know maybe crazy things happen. But my dreams are all over the place. It's never like it is on TV where there's a lot of smoke and fog and someone comes in and says something really provocative and something deep that's going to be the, the advice I follow the rest of my life. No, none of that <laughs> crap happens. None of that stuff happens. But like, this situation this is a whole other oh. thing gone awry i mean you you hope he's he's getting the help he needs was arrested for breaking uh for felony vandalism was what they called it because he was breaking glass doors and windows ergo the blood everywhere from the cuts mm. so curiosity as to where this goes from here held on uh bail was set at 20 grand Hey, have you written your uh, What's the Fantasy Fallout of Zay Jones' Arrest yet? Not have yet. you done that column yet? You need me to do no? that? Yeah, I, I can't you want believe me to break that you're down? way behind it now. I know guys have done that. Come on, that's got to be the first thing. Zay Jones' A. J. Fantasy Fallout wow. of Zay Jones' Arrest. A.J. A. McCarron will be without his number number one receiver. <laughs> you know, it's always a weird thing because, just really quick on, on, on the fantasy thing, is that, you know, doing Fantasy Zone on Sundays yeah. – you know, I, I do all the highlights and stuff, you, you know, and, and send stuff back and forth. And we have the uh, the, the studio in, in New York, and I'm in L.A., and we go back. And it's always very weird when we talk about an injury. Sure. And then it's, okay, you know, so-and-so is out. It looks bad. Process it for three minutes, ankle, and then boom. But let's go back and talk about the fantasy yeah. fallout. But it's a fantasy show, and it's something that's real. But I always feel like, oh, man. that's You what, feel like a ghoul. Here's a, yeah, you no, know, I'd... but it's it's hard. But it's that's the way. It, it's a fantasy show. Buddy, haven't done that that bit for what 15 years mm. now I, I know that well what's the Zay how Jones? quickly can you get a, a response up there mm. twitter at how about a fresca the jason smith show with my best friend mike Harmon. coming up next we have more from the world of college basketball what kind of pro is trey young going to be and maybe i have an idea to make all the mid-major fans happy who all hate me right Ooh, now. Ooh, now you're after talking. After my viral take from the night ago that mid-majors don't belong in the NCAA tournament. Maybe I can make them all happy. People telling me I got a lot of problems because I haven't tried to refute this. Oh, well, you do have problems. Do I just have to disagree with you? Is that the bit? You have to be naked. Anything you said. Naked on a street and try to get to an- <laughs> I got no problem with that. I got no shame. <laughs> 
yeah. I, 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 I have zero shame. Yeah, but I don't think Fox would continue to employ you if you happen to get caught. I think it might be good for ratings. <laughs> we got that all and more coming up next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon. Getting our groove on here on a Tuesday night. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car in the tracks, you're right, it will about a mile after it hits you. So stop, because trains can't. I'm going to make all the mid-major people who hate me happy coming up in a little bit less than a half hour. Ah, they'll hate you even more. Double down. Double down. Mid-majors don't belong in the NCAA tournament, but I have a solution for everybody. No, they just don't have the resumes that Power 5 conferences do. Uh, But before we get to Trey Young, who is headed to the NBA, I forgot one other stress dream that I had. We talked about that a few minutes ago with the crazy-ass Zay Jones story. Is I do have a radio stress dream, and it's always the same. I'm doing a show from somewhere that's not the studio. Like, I'm on the road somewhere. I thought you were going to say it was you got an edict that you can't talk Jets or Mets. No, no, no. For no, a six-month Come period. on. That's the best part of the show. So I'm in a studio where I'm not – I'm doing a show from somewhere. Okay. And I'm talking in the microphone, and I look on the other side of the glass where the the producer and the engineer are, and they can't hear what I'm saying. Like my, either my microphone's not on, my mic's not working, and they're looking at me, and I'm talking, and I'm talking, and they – dump out and go to break, and then they tell me we got to put another show on the air because we can't hear what you're saying. And I'm saying, no, I'm talking. I'm saying you just something's wrong. This is not my fault. That's the radio stress dream I have, that, that, that I'm that doing the ISDN show and, and or that's how you're connected just blows up. Huh? Right, but I'm actually in the studio with and right across from me, and, and they're looking at me, and they're mad at me. The producer and engineer, they're like, dude, come on, man. What We can't hear you. I'm like, I got every, the microphone is on. Everything is on. Psychologically fearing that you're having a bad take and everybody's tuning you out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, listen, uh, that guy's talking about the Mets again, so let's... Uh, ah, the old man doesn't know what he's talking about. Now, I'm going to put a button in, so when Howard gets off the rails... <laughs> you press that button. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> now, that's brilliant. Well done. We've got to go to break, guys. <laughs> it's the Mike Harmon Show here on Fox Sports I Radio. I was doing my pig vomit line, too. <laughs> press that button, and that takes him to break, and then this, this rings in my office. Stern, you are the end... Sanctity. <laughs> so Trey Young is headed to the NBA. Yes, he is. The announcement made today, the Oklahoma freshman star is headed to the National Basketball Association. Thank you for this whole year because the whole year was about you. Got a good three months out of him. Huge And even year. when it started going south and his and turnover went rate went up. And yeah. The yeah, rest of everybody cut him loose and looked for another star. But he carried the torch for a long time. He was yeah. the one guy in college basketball we talked about. Trey Young was it. Guy scoring 40 points in a game. I mean, we didn't see that. Oh, he's Steph Curry. He's this. Who is he going to be in the NBA? Who is Trey Young going to be? This is what his ultimate responsibility and the kind of player he is going to be. He's not going to be Steph Curry. Just stop. He's not big enough. He's not strong enough. He's not that guy. He can be worn down. He's going to have a big-time introduction into the NBA. He's going to be a Lou Williams-type sixth man that when he starts and he's very uneven, look, the guy, the, the, the kid's going to get pushed around. There's no doubt about that. And he has shown that when you clamp down on guarding him, he has trouble. Now, he's not going to see those kind of defenses in the NBA because teams can't do that, but they can do it in college basketball. But he can be dominated by defenses. So what's it going to be for him? 
not playing as many minutes and being able to do his thing. Because you can't do what he did unless you're really talented offensively. When he can come in and play 20, 25 minutes a game against the team's second unit and just come in and score, he's going to be incredibly valuable. He'll be a Lou Williams-type player in that you come in and you shoot. Don't worry about rebounds. But you come in and you shoot. You're not going to be guarded as hotly by the more talented players. Your minutes are going to be limited, so you'll be effective. That's going to be his ultimate role, is going to be as a sharp-shooting, big-time, six-man kind of scorer that pretty much every team is going to try to want one of those guys over the course of the next couple of years because those guys are getting so much value in that, hey, here's a guy who wasn't really a great starter, but he comes off the bench, instant offense, and suddenly he's really valuable. That's going to be who Trey Young is in the NBA. I like that projection. I mean, because everybody immediately just goes to the physical similarities in terms of the build, and that's one area where we look for Trey Young that over time perhaps put on a little bit of muscle to where you could take a little more of the beating. And he doesn't come to the NBA with the same questions about his health that Steph Curry did. So you kind of switch lanes there as you debate both of them and their game. Certainly, as we saw in the tournament, he has no conscience in terms of when he's going to shoot. That'll serve him well at the next level in limited spots because certainly as much as he shot them into games, he also shot them out of games at times. Not that he was dealing with a a cast that necessarily was great support for him in Oklahoma, but you look at what he was able to do the first half of the season, and then it was almost like collectively everybody said, all right, we now realize that there's nobody else that can play with him so just go three on him and force the ball out of his hands and you, or he's going to take bad shots. And we certainly saw that with great regularity. Finishes as a 42.2% shooter for this season. So he's a guy that can, can find his shot, find his range. But how well does it translate? I know early projections are like, yeah, he's going to be a top five, top ten. And you wonder, how do, how do you go and push for a, a guy of, of this ilk? And we know it's a point guard league, so when you look at the 8.7 assists per game, perhaps that's enough to stun folks. But he's really going to have to impress in all the pre-draft workouts mm-hmm. and put on a little bit of weight and show that there, there's more to the game because I think just going off the shot, it's, it's going to take a little bit more to push to that next level. If I said to you, over under the eighth overall pick, would you say Trey Young goes higher than eight or lower than eight? I go lower. Lower? Like 10th or 11th? Yeah. The back end of the line. You don't think he'll think. rise in the as we get close to the draft? Someone, oh boy, look at this. No, because be I think he's going to be a victim the of the hype. Oh. But no one wants to miss out on the next Steph Curry. Well, that's the, that's the narrative, as they say, right? You see how narratives can form as you, you know, your Jets traded away. So. They didn't get the, quote, next Johnny Manziel in Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Sometimes those narratives stick. We were talking with Aaron Torres earlier in the show. Tom Izzo, big game coach, or is he? Miserable career performance against Krzyzewski, 1-5 against Bayheim, or 0-5? I think it's 0-5. Well, 1-5. No, 1-5, oh, yeah. yeah, he's got one. Yeah. So he's got one win against each of those guys, given all the tries. So, But the narrative is still big game Izzo. March is his time. Here with Trey Young, there's a second half of the season that they're really going to have to try to explain away because the, the book's been written. 
Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Coming up in one minute, we got more college hoops coming your way in 15, but two huge stories developing out of spring training in Major League Baseball. We get to the latest, but first, a guy who's always huge and always developing. It's Tom Looney with What's Trending. Hey, guys. Coaches hey. are idiots, and they never know who's really good. Dennis Schroeder plays in the NBA. Nobody's ever heard of him. Dennis is a member of the Atlanta Hawks. He's a Euro from Germany, but don't picture a tall, dorky white guy like Dirk. He's a short black guy like Isaiah Thomas. Nobody's ever heard of him. He's bounced around Europe for a few years in the D-League and then finally given a chance to play tonight with the Hawks. He came off the bench and lit the joint up. Now Dennis Schroeder again. He goes right by Ingles. His floater is good. Dennis Schroeder has given the Hawks the lead. 94-92. 35 seconds left. Dennis has got 40 yeah, points Dennis on the ended up with 41 of the lowly Hawks. Upsets the Jazz. Steve Holman with the call. Atlanta Hawks Radio Network. NBA game of the night happening as my lips are moving. Portland Trail Blazers hosting the Houston Rockets. Blazers have won 13 in a row. Rockets, nine of their last 10. Turner has it out front against Green. Five to shoot. E.T. puts it on the deck. Spins across the lane. He comes and floats it up and in. 3.5 seconds. Green has it. Sees the clock. Pushes ahead. A 30-footer on the way. No, as the quarter comes to an end. Yeah, so Brian Wheeler with a call on Rip City Radio. How live is that as the fourth quarter begins? The Rockets in front of the Blazers. 95-91. Also tonight, the Pelicans' Anthony Davis, 37 points and a win over the Mavericks. Celtics rolled the Thunder, 199. Raptors, T-Wolves, and Pistons all won their games. And now, more slicing and dicing, saucing and tossing. Not only carbohydrates, but sports issues with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you, Mr. Looney, sure. as always. We're live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico.com. Joining us now on the hotline. Oh, you know what this music means. Another year. Yeah. Ready to go with one of our all-time favorites. Tim McCarver, one of our all-time favorites, John Palmarosi, MLB Network, Fox Sports <laughs> 1 Insider. JP, what's happening, buddy? Happy New Year, gentlemen, and to all of our great listeners uh, this evening or early morning if you're in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, I have seen... The New York Mets in oh. person, and, and, and I want to say this, Jason, that that actually the, my first assignment this spring on my writing trip to the Grapefruit League for MLB.com was to cover the Metropolitans. I thought of you, my friend, as oh. I covered the Mets. It, it was a non-Tebow game, though, so that was not part of the assignment. It was just talking about Stephen Matz, who, by the way, who, by the way, is having a pretty good spring. So what are you thinking, 9,500 wins? Is that where you're at right now? Well, here's what I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> In other words, no. I, 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 I'm not willing to go there quite yet. I, I haven't c- quite gotten to my prediction mantra and, and that feeling quite yet, but I'll say this, that, that the Jason Vargas injury to the, non, the, the non-throwing hand Having a fracture on the in the hamate was probably the metziest of all the spring training injuries. However, the overall pitching depth is good. I am I am bullish on the Mets. I think the Mets are going to be here. I am making a prediction before Whoa. I'm really ready for one. Whoa. But I'm going to say this: the Mets are going to be a wild card team in the National League this year. Woo! Look at that! Welcome back. You know we were going to have you on every week anyway, but now you've solidified. Now Future appearances. <laughs> now, now it's there. All right, so 
Los Angeles baseball dealt a blow yesterday. The Justin Turner injury, uh, talking about the hit-by-pitch heard around the world in the I-I-I scream uh, that now says six to eight, nine weeks. I know they've got several utility players. How did they replace the offense? Well, that's a great question, and I would say this. The, the Dodgers, as presently constructed, the way that Andrew Friedman and Farhan Zaidi have put together this team now for, for several years, they've always been predicated on depth and layering in depth. I would be very surprised if they went out and made an acquisition in the near term because of this move. Uh, they have internally, they can put Utley at second, and they can play Forsyth at third. They could play Kike Hernandez at second and Forsyth at third. They could do a lot of different situations. They could bring Chris Taylor back into the infield. Now they've got Matt Kemp. So because of this sort of all competitions, it seems like, with the Dodgers positionally, involve players who also play elsewhere. So while this is unquestionably a, a devastating blow to the lineup because of how important Justin Turner is. He gives them quality at-bats against good pitching. And, and time and time again in big games, whether it was the walk-off last year in the NLCS or that amazing at-bat he had in Game 5 of the Division Series the previous year, he just has a knack, Turner does, for giving you the biggest at-bats against tough pitching in big moments. And, and that is a really hard thing to replace. So do I think they're going to go out there and acquire somebody? No. Is it going to require some of the internal candidates to really step forward? Yes. But, but I think if any team can handle it because of the sort of multi-positional nature of their club, it would be the Los Angeles Dodgers. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen here at Fox Sports Radio, MLB Insider with MLB Network and Fox Sports. John Morosi with us. All right, JP, the other big story, and it's kind of been under the radar but gaining a lot of momentum – Shohei Otani has been awful this spring. Is there any way he's not an angel when the season starts? Well, this is a huge topic, and I'm glad you brought it up because I really think in so many ways there are very few topics in the game right now bigger than this. To put the numbers on it, Shohei Otani this spring is 3 for 28. That is a 107 batting average and a 326. OPS. That is not at all what anyone expected. Now, a lot of things from a roster standpoint, guys, to me, hinge on how he pitches on Saturday. He's got one more start coming up Saturday before the Angels break camp and then they go back to Southern California for the freeway series against the Dodgers. So Saturday is that last impression before the team gets on a plane and flies to L.A., I don't think he's going to be cut on Saturday or anything like that. But if he has another clunker on the mound, then they got then they really have to think about some things because I think offensively he is not ready. He is not ready offensively. He's not. The numbers say he's not. The fact there's not a single extra base hit says he's not. The the body language, the quality of the at bats, even the hit that he had today, he was moving his momentum away from the plate, sort of falling backwards, he threw out the bat and spun a single to center field. That's not what he has done in the past. I think he needs time to adjust offensively, 
on the mound, he also probably needs to adjust a little bit. I think he, there's been some adversity. The Rockies strung together a bunch of hits against him the other, the other day, and he struggled. But to me, here's what makes this whole thing so fascinating. This is not just a question of what you do with your prized prospect, because we just saw the Braves send down Acuna and the Nationals send down Robles. There's great guys all over the place going down to the minor leagues. Here's what makes this interesting. The Angels, very astutely, as everybody would have said they should have done, they went out and they, they made a number of marketing partnerships with Japanese companies. Right. So when the season begins, check out the advertisements on the television broadcasts, around the ballpark, behind home plate, uh, all over the place. Japanese companies are making sponsorship deals because they want one of the most recognizable players in their country, one of the most recognizable people in their country, to be part of that marketing effort. Well, what happens if he's out on the team? So that there's, so this is not just a one decision on or off the opening of the roster. This is a multi-layered question. They've reconfigured their whole rotation to have a six-man rotation for Shohei Otani. So I, I think, guys, to me... If you had to ask, is he on the club opening day, I would say yes, but it's probably about a 60-40, and, and I really want to see how he pitches on Saturday. I, I think as long as he can pitch, as long as he can find a way to pitch at the major league level respectably, he belongs on the team and should be there, but offensively, he is not ready, and he needs more work offensively than what the every six-day starting plan would require at the major league level. All right, JP, i got to put you on the clock. In 30 seconds or less, give me one team that's had a nice spring that we're not talking about. Nice spring that we're not talking about. Mm, good question. You know, I'll say this. For all the negativity that has been spun their way, the Marlins are doing a respectable job. They're young kids they brought in. Brinson uh, has been impressive. Harrison, Alcantara, they've got a good group of guys that got in those trades. It's going to be a while. They're not going to challenge the Mets. Oh, goodness, no, not going to challenge the Mets. <laughs> or the Nationals. But they did a better job than people give them credit for. So I'm going to say the Marlins, solid job. And the Blue Jays as well. Love Aaron Sanchez. He may be the Cy Young winner in the American League this year. Wow, big stuff well, there right you go. there. John Paul Morose has got Cy Young winners, has the Mets in the playoffs. He's going to join <laughs> us every night throughout the Major League Baseball season. I love it, Josh. You'll get your daily pitch count on Noah Syndergaard and A.J. Ramos and Jewish Familia and the rest of the Mets bullpen. Nice. Great stuff, as always, JP. On Twitter, at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi. Thanks so much, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Great stuff from John Morosi right there. Mets, the wild card team in the NL. How about that? Mets, yo. Didn't see that happen. Mets, yo. 69% of singles are looking for something serious. When I say 69, you think, yes, Miracle Mets. Yes. Hey, Boston! I, no, come on. Get your head out of the gutter, tight shirt. This is not the slide over baby hour. If you're still dating and looking for someone special, then listen up. Go to Match.com. Get started for free today. Search, view photos, connect free at Match.com. That's Match.com, Match.com, M-A-T-C-H.com. Coming up next as I drink champagne to celebrate John Morosi's prediction of the Mets in the playoffs. I will make all the mid-major fans happy after the take we had yesterday that oh went boy. viral. Yeah. Uh, has gotten a lot of people upset. I don't believe that mid-major teams belong in the NCAA tournament because they don't have the resumes of the bigger, more power five type schools. They don't. But this doesn't mean I don't have a pretty good alternative for them. Oh, look at you. Problem solver. What is it? Find out next on Fox.
Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. If you think a train will stop if it sees your car on the tracks, you're right, it will, about a mile after it hits you. So stop, because trains can't. So people are upset with me, Mike Harmon. Very upset. That's really not new. It's Well, no, you're true. It's not new. I mean, you were telling me about how Pam was going after you. Pam was upset at me yesterday. Zoe was mad at you today. No, I was more mad at Zoe. Seriously? Okay. Yeah, no, I kind of was. Tie shirts giving you the stink eye? Always. Yeah, most of the time. Tom that Looney. That guy walking past here on the street. Tom Looney prank calls me all the time. Well, he does. Least, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Those messages are indecipherable, by the way. All right, but, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> But people are upset with my take that mid-majors don't belong in the NCAA tournament, sure. which they don't. Doesn't mean they're not good. Doesn't mean they're not good enough to beat the Power 5 conference-type teams. But they don't have the resumes that the other bigger schools have. They simply don't play the level of competition over 30, 32 games that the other schools do. You can't tell me any team in the WCC has the resume of – any of the top 10 teams in the ACC. They don't. They simply don't. If you take a team from the WCC, you take St. Mary's, you take Gonzaga, whoever it is, maybe they finish 500. Maybe. Likely they win 10 or 12 games. Anybody who wins one of the lesser conferences maybe doesn't even get to double digits if you're playing against the ACC, playing an ACC schedule or a Big Ten schedule or a Big 12-type schedule. It just doesn't happen. Resume-wise, they don't deserve it because you have to be able to earn your way in. As I say, teams don't play in AAA baseball, win the AAA championship, and get to compete in the Major League Baseball playoffs. They just don't. But that doesn't mean I don't have a solution. Well, if you're going to be an idea, man, you've got to come I got it. I can't just say, yeah. no, i got, I got to formulate a solution. Here's, here's the best part, and this saves so much. The NIT would turn into the mid-major – championship we would have the power five teams in college basketball play because really as much as you say oh but the excitement don't you like it when umbc went yeah it's awesome if umbc wins and when they beat virginia but people would be just as excited if 16th ranked northwestern so now i'm 16th i was 13th earlier yeah i i I, see now you're taking a you're bludgeoning me with a metal pipe like the terminators taking it to the head right now but you blew that 27 point lead buddy that was really did that was a really against a team that really wasn't very good no in the end no how about that? So they would be just as excited because we don't really care about the teams. Nobody knows Maryland, Baltimore County. Look at Maryland, Baltimore County. No one knows anything about them. It's unless, a great unless mascot, Unless they listen though. to our show and we tell you about teams like Maryland, it, Baltimore County. Never or heard of Buffalo. Them. Nobody cares. If it's a lower-seeded team pulling a big upset, that's all we care about. So with that in mind, the NIT becomes the mid-major tournament. And they get to play all the way through. You play the Final Four in New York City or the Elite Eight in the Final Four, however you want to do it, and that's where you're crowning a champion. People will watch. People will watch Buffalo and St. Mary's. People will watch Middle Tennessee State and Gonzaga, whatever you want to say. People will watch those games. Okay, you're not going to be on the same days as the NCAA tournament, but people will watch those. And now you're playing in Madison Square Garden. You're getting a lot of notoriety. And you have a real chance to win a championship. Middle Tennessee State getting in, it's great, but you don't really have a chance to win the championship because eventually chalk is going to win, or enough chalk is going to win. This solves it. 
mid-majors, you have your own tournament, it's the NIT. And now it's not the not in the tournament. It's not for, hey, here's the second-rated teams. No, it's a legitimate, hey, this gives it even more gravitas, the NIT. But see, there's the hard part is now you're going to have a number of those teams. Like, say, I don't know, 10 or 12 days ago, you were saying, as and rightly so, uh, Syracuse was NIT bound. You lose the cachet of those teams. Going in now, you, you have some that show up that really don't want to be there. Right, we play one game and we're done. Or USC, where you've got to fight over whether a guy's going to suit up or not for the NIT experience. You have that, but you you lose that part of it, which was as best I can be aware, looking at the dollars and cents. That was part of the draw of the NIT is that you'd get a few of those big shots that would come down into that tournament when they didn't make the NCAA. But you know what? You're at least offering a solution. That's the, the ceremonial salve and balm for this ill and this. I like that. Like that. Ceremonial salve and balm. That sounds like a website. Or a true TV show <laughs> in the middle of the night. Ceremonial salve. I don't know. Can we make that interesting? Oh, yeah. That's tough. Oh. So there we go. It's in a massage parlor. Mid-majors, I've given you the NIT, and Mike Harmon is in a massage parlor with oils. Slide over baby hour it's next. It's next, and a big story out of football, Fox. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. For more information, please visit geico.com. And, of course, if you miss any of the show, you can download the podcast. Right after the show is over, it goes right up. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com. Use the iHeartRadio app. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app. Listen to the whole show, parts of it. Rate us. Give us five stars. We'll love you for the rest of our lives. So, I woke up today, and one thing I didn't think we'd be playing on the show tonight was Darth Vader. I mean, now, granted, there's plenty of times we play Darth Vader, sure. but I didn't think we would be playing Darth Vader on the show tonight. Well, every now and again, the news cycle just spits out a story that requires use of James Earl Jones's voice. However, that all changed when the announcement came today that the world needs to get ready for the Alliance of American Football. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take it away! That was, a lot of anger. That was Roger Goodell very upset with some people as they announced their plans to start yet another spring football league. Well, what's really great also about that is it's the equivalent of yelling, go to your room, when you pull it back. <laughs> right? You're a traitor. Yeah. Go to your room. Yeah, that's right? true. Once yeah, you get okay. into all the family stuff and, you know, spoiler alerts. Mm-hmm. But, yes, Roger Goodell, same thing, saying, really, I need more of this. I need to talk about more leagues and more competition. Nothing else. The the idea that somewhere out there, there's in a, in a day and an age where we say there's not enough quality players at position X, Y, and Z in the NFL, that somewhere along the way, these guys are viable options for secondary and tertiary leagues. It was something about Mary where the idea to trump seven-minute abs with six-minute abs was born. It was kind of a big deal. So the XFL announces they're going to relaunch in 2020. Oh, yeah. We're getting ready. We're going to launch, have spring football. Things are going to be great. You're going to be the play-by-play guy. Sure, why not? Be the play-by-play guy for the Jet. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, they've been relegated? <laughs> but, but, 
in 2019, a year from now, we're going to get the Alliance. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take it away. The Alliance of American Football. Impressive. Uh, no, not really. It's going to debut in February of next year, the week after the Super Bowl. Season's going to run 10 weeks. There's going to be 50-man teams. Now, what are the particulars? This is a very big story today. It's going to be run by Charlie Ebersol, who directed a documentary on the XFL that aired last year, part of ESPN's 30 for 30 series. He is the son of famed television executive Dick Ebersol. Who else is going to be helping him out? Former NFL GM Bill Polian. Former Steelers star Troy Polamalu is going to be involved. Former NFL star Heinz Ward. Justin Tuck will be there. Jared Allen. Peter Thiel's Founders Fund will be there because, you know, Peter Thiel's got a lot of money. Yeah, buddy. I mean, he's got, he's got money coming out of his eyes. What about the football? Well, there's going to be no kickoffs. They're going to put the ball at the 25-yard line. No onside kicks. The losing team will just start on its own 35-yard line with 4th and 10. Play clocks will be 30 seconds. Every touchdown, two-point conversion. Eight teams to be announced by the next three months will have regional drafts. And there will be in-game fantasy football play. In the middle of the game, I can pick so-and-so up. They can play for me. All of these things. All of these ideas are going into the Alliance of American Football. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Take it away! <laughs> Imagine if Roger Goodell just takes his helmet off and it's Darth Vader. His face is all really white. And he goes... <laughs> And oh, by the way, how about, just real quick, how about Return of the Jedi? Uh, you know, everybody's running around Storm. Luke is dragging Darth Vader to a ship, and Stormtroopers running by going, Hey, man, good luck, I gotta go! <laughs> hey, 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 oh my god, that's Darth Vader! Uh-huh. Oh my, they didn't get most, a memo. He's the most powerful guy in the galaxy! I didn't know he was this white face! Oh my god! Never recognized him, Did see, you that's see just that? it. They're just running by. The entire I'm time, just... could have been hiding in plain sight. Just gonna... <laughs> Just gonna, he lost his, he would have a hand. How did Darth Vader lose his hand? No, no, no. They're just running right by. Hey, it's Vader. It's like, uh, what, the end of the world? No, you're in the hole already. No, help me out. No, no, you're in the hole. You're in the hole. Well, to some degree, it reminds you of the the third, right? The, what is it, Revenge of the Sith, right? Is that the, of the prequels? No. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah, That's yeah. Roger Goodell with the announcement of all of this. But he does his worst. That might be the worst thing I've seen and, and perpetrated in, in filmdom, uh, although these many years of going to the theater. Talk about wanting your money back. That moment, <laughs> that moment, uh, actually gave me one of the best laughs I've ever had in the theater, even though it was not expected to be uh, and intended to be comedic. But yet, yeah, all these rules, that's the thing that I'm not getting. Why do you got to push this? These aren't selling points to anybody. No. The, the, no. You, you want to try to prime me on the fact that Jared Allen, Troy Polamalu, all these former All-Pros, potential Hall of Famers are on your board of directors and are going to try to curate rosters or whatever. Okay, I'm I'm intrigued to see what kind of talent you can bring together. But anything about kickoffs and all those, no, no, that's that's not enough to get And me not even fa- fantasy football. I'm going to bet on players I don't even know. I mean, no, no, no one's you'll gonna... know them, and you'll get to know them because whether there's gambling involved, people will follow. But, look, whenever there's a craze – People want to capitalize on sure. it, right? When The Walking Dead brought zombies to the forefront, now how many rip-off zombie shows showed up? And well, you tried them... to program an entire lineup on True TV. I, I did, all zombie, the zombie channel. I mean, how many bad zombie rip-offs are out there? 
Although I will say this, the Santa Clarita diet, very funny. Okay. Very, very funny. Timothy Oliphant is hilarious. Yeah, you were dubious after a couple episodes. Now Uh, you're all in. No, Timothy Oliphant, he's hysterical. And the the other, the supporting cast is very funny, too. And they have a bunch of stars. Yeah, but ever since he broke through in Rockstar, I mean, Oliphant's been a a beast. (laughs) Plug that back in! Plug it back in! Uh, so we see that when the vampire craze came out, oh, we got to have all vampire and everything wasn't as good as twilight. I hate to say it, but you know, (laughs) that was the big craze. This is the thing with the NFL. There is nothing better than the national football league. You're not even going to give me a close facsimile of what I love with the NFL. If people could tell truth to power, you wouldn't have as many bad ideas as there are in the world. That's a very big thing, telling truth to power. When people in charge of businesses and corporations have what they think are great ideas, they need people who are going to say, you know what, not a great idea. What do you mean, not a great idea? Why? Well, here's why. People don't do it because they worry about being fired and keeping their job. Telling truth to power is very difficult. It's why we get so many bad movies and so many bad TV shows. Hey, how about this idea for a show? Well, what is it? It's going to be a bunch of people where it's going to look at their feet. Oh, yeah, great. Let's have it. We get so many bad TV shows and movies because people can't tell truth to power. Sounds like a great idea. So-and-so's a director that's had four hits in a row, so they give him carte blanche, do whatever he wants, and here comes an absolute stinker like Proud Mary or whatever. You get that. And I was just thinking of the, the worst, worst the last movie I saw, and that was terrible. Oh, my God, Proud Mary was terrible. It was in and out of theaters. Oh, fast. my God. it was. I was wondering, no wonder Taraji P. Henson didn't do any publicity for it. That's what it is. How are you going to hook me with a product that is less than the best? How is that going to happen? Someone needs to say, there's not a market for this. You know why? Because people would rather talk about, listen to the radio, and consume NFL draft talk, NFL free agency talk, and combine talk than they would seeing a bunch of people that they don't know play football on a Saturday. They would. The NFL is a year-round situation. There is no guff to fill. There is no, boy, there's a void here. No, because after the season is over, we go right into the combine. That's right into free agency. That gets into the draft. A little bit too much time between free agency and the draft, but... Okay, it still goes right into the draft. Then, after the draft, then we were down for a little while. But what happens beginning of July? College football teams get back to practice. The NFL gets back at the end of July. So there's really a month or maybe six weeks when you get into a little bit of June and into July where, okay, football really goes away. But once you get to the middle third week of July, hey, we're back. We're back. We're ready. After the 4th of July, it's football's coming. Football's coming. Another month. As soon as they get to cancer, football's here. Football's here. It is a year-round thing. There is no void to fill. If anything, you would say people are okay with less football. You have the ratings going down on Thursday and Monday nights. just need to be better games on TV. We're seeing the local ratings slip away because when local teams stinks, people tune out easier. So if anything, you could say there could be less football. But to say that we need this and there's more, how is this going to make – everybody says the same thing. No, we're in it for the long haul. Yet yeah, wait until you hemorrhage money because people don't figure out all the unforeseen things that will happen when no one wants your product. No one. And this is not going to be enough because there's no kickoffs. I'm going to sit and watch the game. You know why I'm going to watch this game. Why? Everybody's going to go for two because I don't see two-point conversions all the time. Really? I don't, I don't see that. Oh, they're going to start from their own 35-yard line. I'm, I'm going to watch because of that. No. 
people aren't going to. Tell truth to power. All this stuff sounds great. We're going to do football differently and do it better. and do it. Yeah, but is it going to sell? The old Is it going to play in Peoria, which is what they say nice. in Hollywood? Is this movie going to play in Peoria, which they don't do all the time. They think, oh, it'll do well. But is it going to play in Peoria? Is the football going to play in Peoria? It's not. It just isn't. No, and that's the, the biggest question here is what what kind of players are you attracting to this? Because now you're talking about 50-man rosters, eight teams. You're, you're finding 400 guys. You're that, getting the guys that Baker Mayfield threw to at Oklahoma. But, but that's just it. But how many like of star power can you bring in? Because they've already got the TV tie-in with CBS. Mm-hmm. Dick Ebersol's part of the, the governing board and litany of all-stars from the television side and the mogul side, in addition to these former pro bowlers that are in and taking an active part in some capacity. Mm -hmm. Don't know how involved they are versus lending their name, at least to the outset. So when we're talking about live programming being king, I, I have to wonder if it isn't just a calculation off of, even if ratings are declining, and we can argue all we want about how things are measured and whether they're really in in encompassing fully what's going on. Plus, even if they're dipping, they're dipping at a smaller pace than regular network programming. I think everybody can agree to that, but that second part of the narrative never gets told. It's always just about the NFL to the, what the NFL used to be. And by virtue of the way people consume, there's going to be a difference. Mm-hmm. So to that end, we also look at the type of ratings that a thing like the Pro Bowl still gets, which still kick the ass of anything else that was on TV, mm-hmm. including the much-hyped NBA All-Star game. And I was like, oh, the NBA has never been more popular. Pro Bowl dominated it in ratings and barely got the promotion that the NBA All-Star game did. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the thought is, by these executives, is people still will watch live programming. We may not get gangbuster ratings, but we'll do well enough to where we've got another block. And, and look, this is another way to make the CBS Sports Network the sports, all sports channel, uh, a little more relevant, right? Of getting some NFL like product onto it, in addition to whatever your talkers are and your other broadcast rights. So this gives you another feather in the cap, as it were, and and more programming to to work against for the rest of your NFL package, and thereby cross promote. You know what? What I would like to see someone try at least something that would be different. NFL teams make a lot of money. Let's have minor league football. Let's have, and maybe it's it's too much money for one team to fit a whole team of fifty players. But right. what if two? What if the Jets and the Giants fielded a team of fifty players? And you know, hey, the Jets signed twenty five free agents that don't make it, don't get drafted, want to play. You sign bigger name guys that people might remember a little bit from college. The Giants signed twenty five guys, and that's your experiment in the spring you get two-thirds of the league to go in on a team together so we're splitting the cost and hey we're having 25 guys that we may like watch them play football for the spring maybe they earn an invite to us again because you have the rights to them you know you're not paying them a ton of money but you have the rights to them well sure and then you do a reality show like they had where you could try to make the cowboys (laughs) so you have let's say you have 10 teams and teams in the same demographic would split a team the eagles and the Steelers would split a team, certainly. The Chargers and the Rams would split a team. Cowboys and the Texans would split a team. They play somewhere in Texas. And then it's, okay, maybe, maybe that could turn out to be something, where it's, okay, I can see a player who I may see 
in the summer or in the fall with me. Now, that might work. I'm not saying it won't, but sure as hell that's a better idea than any of this. Oh, we got bells and whistles. Because what, what's going to make me – what would I like to see as a Jet fan? I'd like to see, you know, players playing. I'd like to see some, some guys the Jets might have to see if they play. Like I said, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't, but I know that's a hell of a better idea than that, especially you got teams splitting the cost. NFL could put money out there. Let's get more guys in the league, give more guys a chance to play football. Why not? Well, and you add into the the regional effect, right, and, and trying to capture the interest of players that people have known for their collegiate careers. So you'll have them be the, the standout marquee players, but certainly getting the NFL owners involved in some capacity and putting some money behind it. We keep looking for minor league football, right? That's what everybody says after mm-hmm. the, the college football is done, that maybe you still have a feeder program into the NFL. Maybe this has some of that potential. Again, since you've already got the broadcast partner in line, I think that's what makes it intriguing, right? XFL still trying to figure its way out. And that was one of the big things out of this announcement as well. Real football by people who know football. Mm-hmm. In other I, words, a, a giant blank you to Vince McMahon and his <laughs> band of Merrymen. Remember Dick Ebersole and part of this. Sure. Dick Ebersole and part of the XFL. He and his son, after doing all their due diligence on that XFL documentary, have decided, you know what? We could do it bigger and faster, and we can get to market a year sooner. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, we will react to the biggest take we've had over the course of the past 24 hours, something that's gone viral, something that's upset a lot of people. We'll get into it and have some mean tweets next on Fox. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes, set up screener questions based on job requirements, then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That's Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. He sounds sexy. Fox Sports Radio. Undeniable. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon. Take off your uniform. We're getting that point, aren't we? Giddy up. Yeah. The Alliance of I like American Football. Up so, as we get set for the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament, and we all, well, look, we all count down to Duke and Syracuse Friday night. I mean, really, that's it. I mean, come on. We got that. I found out John Paul Morosi's picking the Mets to be a wild card team in the National League this year. It's really the best yeah. week of your life. It's a pretty big week. It's, a, it's continuing. I think you should kind of tap out right now. It's the week. It really can't get any it's better the week than of that. Jason. This may be as good as it gets. Everything for you. Hey, look, because I, I like to think we're going to beat Duke on Friday, but I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I like to think so. But then again, I thought there's no way we're going to beat Michigan State, and we found a way. But. Last night we talked about mid-majors in the NCAA tournament and how mid-majors don't deserve to play in the tournament because they don't have the resumes that, quote, Power 5 conference teams do. They just don't. You can't argue. You can't argue that a team like St. Mary's or, or Middle Tennessee State plays the schedule of a team in the ACC. You can't do it. You can't do it. If you take North Carolina State in the ACC and put them 
in the Mountain West or you want to put them in the West Coast and suddenly they're going 25 and 5. They're going 28 and 4. That's what they're doing. You take a team from one of those conferences, put them in the ACC or in the SEC and they're going 12 and 20. And maybe they're going 500. Maybe, but that's not good enough to get in the tournament. They just don't have the resume. Doesn't mean they can't win in any given Sunday type game, which we've seen they have done so many times in the past. We've seen it. We've seen it just a couple of days ago. We've seen it. It's fun. The mid-majors win, but they don't play the they don't have the resumes to get in. And all the hate I got on social media today, take went viral. It was, you know, listen, I just want to say this. Again, it doesn't mean they're not good enough. It means you have to earn your way in. You got to earn your way in. And these mid-major teams aren't earning their way in. Well, that's the biggest question in terms of trying to get to the fix, right? Because it's always about, all right, here's something we, we look at and we watch every year and we talk about snubs and how many lists did we see? Here's the nine most egregious snubs. I don't know how the <laughs> nine, but that's fine. But just the USC example and their RPI, which used to be important and everything they did. Now, there's some losses that are blemishes on, on the record, no question. But how do you normalize schedules or however the rating system coming up with the algorithm as to where people are on the, the true pecking order? Because if we're going to throw RPI out, then we've got to find a new metric mm-hmm. that, that has, you know, merit. It doesn't, whatever the NCAA is going to come up with next year. But, but Quadrant that, one wins. Now it's no, Quadrophenia but, wins. Ooh, nice. Yeah! All these, whatever's new next year, uh, let's have that. No, but that's just it. It's a drifting line year to year to decide how people like get the, in. It's like the NCAA tournament's like the Kardashians. Whatever's new, whatever's fashionable this year, that's what we're going to do. Well, but your Syracuse team gets in, and just based on the resume, you're scratching your head. Now they're going off to yeah. the Sweet 16, and that's great. But yeah. even you, as a Syracuse They could have let them in, they could have not let them in. You were laughing like a madman when that selection was announced <laughs> because you recognized a how big a hot button topic is remember it's all about television and radio and entertaining you and getting you to get upset about certain things ergo Syracuse gets in but it's the the type of thing where you don't know where that floating line is and what's important year to year and i think that's the biggest travesty of it all like let's have some pretend pretense of uh transparency once in a while on these blocks, not after the fact. You know what we did this year? Here's how we decided. It's just going to be different. And honestly, that's really inarguable. You can't tell me that those teams play the same schedule. All the St. Mary, who did St. Mary's beat? How can you tell me they deserve to get in? You can't tell me that. That's it's, it's like this. Think about it like this. I used, I used the bank manager example earlier in the show. What about this? Let's just say, Mike Harmon, there's a big opening here at the network, right? Yeah. And they say, you know what, Mike, we like you. You've been doing national radio for the past four years. You know, Jason's really rubbed off on you, all these things. You are one of our two finalists for this big-time job, taking over this big daytime time slot. Everything you do, and look, it's, it's been hard because you've had to learn different things and, 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 and you know, Nighttime radio and reacting to live games as they're going on and how to, you know, sharpen takes and all this kind of stuff. And you've learned that you've done a lot of stuff here. Here you are after making your name and doing everything four years national level. You're ready. They're going to you're up for a big time daytime time slot. You say, okay, great. Who am I up against? Well, there's a guy in Spokane who's done really well in mid mornings. And you're like, wait, what? 
yeah, you know, he's done pretty well. He's, you know, this guy, there's a guy in Des Moines who's done pretty well morning drive. And I think we, he might be, you know, we're going to talk to you and him and one of you two is getting the job. Wait a minute. So a guy in Des Moines that doesn't really broadcast to the level that we broadcast. And I'm just using, I'm not saying anything slighting about any more. I'm just saying. Iowans, let him know. How about a fresco? I love Kirk Ferentz. And I actually went to the Iowa campus once. And I spent a lot of time at Carver Hawkeye Arena and Okay, and, one up great. Are you okay there? What, what you know what? I I I don't know. I, I stole Hayden Fry's shoe once. Nice. Yeah, how about that? Can I, I have I, it. I once I once I once punched Chuck Long in the face. All right. So <laughs> in the face. Right after he in lost the, the Heisman to Bo in Jackson. Yeah, he was ro- he was robbed <laughs> of that Heisman, but we won't get into that so, now. So it, it's like, is that really fair? Now, certainly this guy can come in and in an interview be great. And, hey, this is what I would do nationally. Right. I would do this, 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 and this. I'm going to bring in these advertisers. And you, maybe because you're a little nervous about the thing, boy, I don't know. And you go in your interview and they go, boy, you know, Harmon didn't really ace the interview. We're going to give it to this guy from Spokane, from Des Moines, from somewhere else. Now, not saying the guy can't do a great job, but really is that is that is is that fair that – this is what you've done throughout your career, and suddenly it's just, hey, we're going to allow this guy to come in who's, you know, really not done anything to the level you have done. I mean, really, that's not fair. It's 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 not a right way. You talk about a competition, and I go back to this, but it is is the most apt comparison you can make. A AAA baseball team, if you put them in one game against a major league baseball team, can win. You never know. It could happen. They could hit the ball. Your starting pitcher has a bad night. It happens. It could happen. But – Triple-A teams don't win a championship and then go play in the Major League Baseball playoffs. It doesn't. Why? Because the level of competition they're playing at is not nearly what Major League Baseball is. Doesn't mean they can't win. Doesn't mean they haven't proven they can win. But don't give me, but what about this game and this game and this? No, it's not about that. It's about earning your way in. And the mid-major programs don't earn their way in. This is why take the NIT. Take the NIT, turn the NIT into something people want to go to, make it something that's a big deal, more people will watch. I'll get to watch Middle Tennessee State and St. Mary's or whoever else you want to see in those games. It'll be great. Oh, the championship. Buffalo's in the championship against Maryland-Baltimore County. Hey, awesome. Let's go and see. Here's the famous alums who are at the game. Played in Madison Square Garden. Final fours at Madison Square Garden. Do it. Turn the NIT into something that's a destination. I'm not saying don't have a championship, but have it there and have it to be something you can win. And then afterwards, say fine. Say, okay, Syracuse, okay, Duke, any game, any time, us and you. Why not? Why not? It would be great fodder for debate where you talk. People get to win. Everybody's happy. Have that. And then they could do it like Central Florida and keep saying, hey, we're national champions. <laughs> Respect my authority. And Lane Kiffin says, I picked Maryland-Baltimore County to win that game. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox Twitter at How About a Fresca, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up in one minute, you got to hear some of these mean tweets coming our way for the mid majors. But first, a guy who's never sent a mean tweet in his life. You're right, because he just quote tweets him and then adds on. No, no, I won't do that. <laughs> do not participate in such shenanigans. It's Tom Looney with what? I, can I say? My favorite tweet you have is when you say to somebody, hey, so-and-so, big fan, and you take a picture and you put it, it's yourself next to a really big fan. 
I love when you, I love when you, oh, where, wherever you yes. got that picture from, I love that. I hey, big fan. Fun. And then you just a picture of a yes. big fan. Never lose your sense of likability. Don't get chippy with an egg. Ah. You know, you have to earn, people, you have to, you, you've earned a, a platform. Mike's earned a platform. I've earned a platform. Little egg with 69 followers in his basement hasn't earned a platform. So you shouldn't respond. Wow. And that's like one it. to grow on. Wow. Right. Okay. Now let's find out who got Punxsutawney tonight. <laughs> <laughs> NBA performance of the night, Dennis Schroeder. Never heard of Yeah, Dennis Schroeder. He plays in the NBA. Nobody's ever heard of him. Dennis is a member of the Atlanta Hawks. He's a Euro from Germany, but don't picture a tall, dorky white guy like Dirk. He's a short black guy like Isaiah Thomas. Nobody's ever heard of him. He's bounced around Europe for a few years, the D-League, and then finally given a chance to play tonight for the Hawks. He came off the bench and let up the jump. Now Dennis Schroeder again. He goes right by Ingles. His Schroeder is good. Dennis Schroeder has given the Hawks the lead. 94-92. 35 seconds left. Dennis has got 40 Steve points Hall on the night. They call him the Hawks Radio Network. Dennis Schroeder, 41 points. And the lowly Hawks upset the Jazz. NBA game of the night. Blazers and Rockets. Portland winners of 13 in a row. Houston winners of 22 of 23. A step back. Three-pointer. Nothing but nylon. Change. James Harden with his fourth three-pointer. Give him now 39 for the Sports game. Sports Talk 790 Houston providing with the highlight there. James Harden had 42. Rockets folded the Blazers. 115-111. Portland's winning streak ends at 13. Celtics Thunder came down to the final shot. Westbrook missed it. Boston bounced Oklahoma City 110-99. Oh, and Pelicans Anthony Davis at 37. And a win over the Mavericks. Your other winners, Raptors, T-Wolves, Pistons all won their games. And we forge forth into the night. I'm Looney. And uh, we now forge forth with a, a quilt made up of football, basketball, baseball, unnecessary singing and bad accents, and so-so impressions of Michael Caine with Jason Smith and Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, but if we did After Dark Even Darker on True TV, you'd watch that. Yes, I would. That is right. Big yeah. fan of True TV. And shout out to the Carbonaro Effect. I love that show. I never I even got to do that last night. Jeez. I figured you guys would know the Carbonaro effect was a real oh, show. Yeah. I've seen that enough. Yeah. Love that show. What? Did you just say you've seen that enough? No, I've, I've, se- I love I've that said show. I've seen the the name enough to where I would have known oh, it was okay. a real yeah. show. Oh yeah. Oh, Thank okay. you very much. Okay, I thought you were besmirching one of my favorite. No, shows. No, I was. Besmirch is a good word. Put five dollars in a jar. No, now the <laughs> I, mean, I think legalized marinara is a better show title than the Carbonaro effect. I just don't arbitrarily use big words, Mike. I'm just talking. Sure. You're acting like I'm, I'm trying to show off or something. A little bit. Big words. You know, I'm just an the auto- vascularity of the the vocal. I'm just an autodidactic man, and you hold it against me. And I don't hold you anything know, listen, against you. Let Looney voodoo boogaloo people, and then we'll <laughs> see where we are. I yeah. thought he punxsutawney them. No, no, no. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Looney. Bye, buddy. We're, we're live from the Geico Studios, where 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance. More info. Visit Geico. Dot com. Uh, how about some mean tweets? Absolutely. People very upset over my mid-majors do not deserve to play in the tournament takes. A lot of anger. Can we have our music, uh, Mr. Teicher? The fandom. Thank you. The Jim fanaticism Kimmel. truly ringing out across the Twitter universe. Steve says, that may be the worst sports idea of the last quarter century. Which one? Years, Sending years, to buddy. the NIT? No, t- taking them out just, of the NCAA tournament. Just kicking them out? 25 years. That's like the worst sports idea since 1990, what? 1993. Yeah, I would say Jeff Fisher and the competition committee had plenty oh, of those. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No. 
going seven and nine. I mean, the worst idea maybe was Jeff Fisher thinking Danny Woodhead still played on the Patriots. Brandon. Hey, happy Danny. retirement. He he actually joined. Jeff uh, Fisher retired? No. Oh. Danny Woodhead. But uh, Mark and Rich, uh, they did their show after uh, Dan Byer and I, or I should say Rob Parker was in for Dan Byer, but Sunday morning. And uh, Danny Woodhead joined the show. He checked out the interview uh, on the podcast, Fox Sports Radio Weekends. Casey says, congrats on the award for worst sports take in 2018. No. Screw you, man. I just got the worst sports stuff for 25 years, 2018. That's nothing. It's been three months long. That, and I can point out four other ones today that are, uh, at at a minimum, uh, five degrees worse. (laughs) Larry says, I've lost more respect for Fox Sports. Mid-major is questionable. The only thing Fox is worried about is money in their pocket. Again, I'm not. You're being bought off I'm again, not. Smith. We got people Jeez. thinking that I'm on the take. From- I'm going to go find the fanciest <laughs> car in our parking garage. I'm going to claim it's yours. The NCAA is coming, just putting money. Here comes John Swafford. Why has he got that briefcase full of money? And he's got a, you know. He's got the chain. Is like he's Lyman Zerga. He's got- <laughs> He's got a funny hat and nose and glasses on. Oh, he's giving him money. Yes, yes, the NCAA is paying You're me. You're bought and paid for, Smith. <laughs> Eduardo says, you talk too much about you. No one but you cares about Syracuse or the Jets. Your impersonations suck. All of them suck. Your coworker tell you, but you don't listen. Take a second to listen to yourself. Wait, who's told me my impressions are bad? Who's told me that? No one's Looney told just me that. Did. No, no, screw him. He Looney. was hateful. Oh, he's got, he's got, he's, he's worried, he's worried about voodoo boogaloo and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Anthony says, this is the dumbest blank I've ever read. Well, actually, I, I didn't write it. I don't understand why. Well, you might have tweeted it out eventually. <laughs> this is the dumbest blank I've ever read. I don't know. Thanks for following if it was on Twitter. Oh, and yeah, how about a press yeah. Okay. You, too, can chime in on this take. Uh, 50K Street says, do you guys drug test? No. 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 No, no I haven't taken a drug test in years. I remember when I worked for when I went to work no. for ESPN as a production assistant, I had to take a drug test. Really? Yes. They make you take a drug test. Was and Did you pass even though yes, you had no, all that you, you who in your system? I passed, but in, in true, you know, Jason Smith to go third person, Jason Smith fashion. They tell me, you know, when you show up for your first day, you got to take a drug test, yeah. and then they'll tell you in two weeks. All right, great. So make sure you're able to take a drug test, which means you have to, you know, urinate in, you know, in a bottle enough. So I go up, and I think I, I have enough, and I don't. Don't have enough. They go, you got to fill the line. I go, I can't. got to hydrate, said, Smith. Okay, we can't use this. We have to throw this sample out. So I said, what do I do? They said, you got to wait and go for a B sample. So I went across the street to Dunkin' Donuts, and I got two big glasses of Coke and water, drank them, waited 10 minutes, went back in, and then took my drug test. And, you know, I filled up enough. And I said, look, I can fill up some more if you want. I got, you know, I could two, three, four people that need them. And then they came back and played you a tape of Wilford Brimley. <laughs> I'm Wilfred Brimley, and, I, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. But because, I had to leave. Because the blood sugars were high. Yeah. I had to leave, and then I had to go back and and, and go take it. I'm just sitting in McDonald's just drinking, going, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Jason, is your IQ two? Is that good or not? Is that like an RPI? The lower the RPI is, yeah. the better it is? Oh, okay. Like a, like a two is pretty score. good there. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. Why not a one? I don't know. Oh, that's too bad. What you, I you do failed to, to chip IQ? it in properly. Uh, Twitter at how about a fresca? That's Twitter. 
at How About a Fresca. Coming up next, what it means to be naked and afraid if you're an NFL player. Yeah. Speaking of shows on, on True TV, Naked and Afraid or no? No, I don't think so. Isn't that G- Nat Geo or one of those? Oh, is, is that what it is? I looked that up. But we have that crazy-ass story coming up next on Fox. Fox Sports Radio. I mean, it's kind of apropos that we're playing this song considering the story we're going to do. Yeah. Take off your uniform. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Great news. Quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. But first, we have the play of the day coming your way. And I really wanted to make the play of the day. John Paul Morosi on the show tonight predicting the Mets to be the wild card team in the National League. But I was told we couldn't do that. Had to actually be a real play, so here's the play. Morris has to get it in. Quickly, he does. Bounce pass to Horford, swings to Tatum. Tatum switches to the right hand, stumbles in the paint, kick out Morris, steps to his right, three in the air. Got it! He got it! Marcus Morris hit the three, and the Celtics have the lead with 1.2 to go. Celtics Radio Network on the call. The Celtics. Beat Oklahoma City after, I forget what player missed two free throws with five seconds left. Carmelo Anthony! Who was that that missed it? No, Carmelo doesn't miss two. No, it was somebody else, right? No, Carmelo Anthony misses two free throws with five seconds left. The Celtics hit a three, and they beat the Thunder. You know, Carmelo Anthony in his post-game media availability was just standing in front of a whiteboard. Like there's no logos, yeah, it's like the whiteboard no, guy, the UPS yeah, but, drawing stuff. Yeah, but no, up and, no branding, no merchandising, no nothing. When you miss like, two, when you miss two free throws, you don't, you don't, you don't get you don't to stand, stand in front, in front of, of the turf. No, no, no. Just give me a whiteboard for Carmelo. That's how it's going to be. I couldn't even make out the words that were behind that. Maybe you know Zay Jones, second round pick for the Buffalo Bills, had Would an be okay sleeper. season yeah. last year. Yeah, after they jettisoned every receiver that anybody had ever heard of to another team. Many fantasy players know Zay Jones' name from last year, but now everybody knows his name thanks to a video that was put up on TMZ. Last night, the Bills Waddup got into a bizarre, naked struggle with his brother that ended up in a bloody mess and Zay Jones getting arrested. The video that's on TMZ, they obtained the video of a fight that went down in a downtown L.A. apartment building in which Zay is naked and ranting and raving while his brother is trying to calm him down. You can hear Zay Jones yelling. This is part of the audio we're going to play for you right now. Yelling, I'm going to fight for Jesus as his brother tries to calm him down and then an ear-piercing, blood-curdling scream like this is a horror movie. That scream almost seems fake. That, that was if you didn't see someone jumping up and down and screaming, you'd swear it oof. was edited in. That was Zay Jones's brother's girlfriend screaming. Zay Jones broke free after all this. He put his foot through a, a window, and the video on TMZ of of blood 
just down the hall on the wall. It looks like it's a, like in a horror movie where you see where, oh, my God, the blood, I got to get to the end. Yeah. It's going to lead to, you know, Jason's got somebody hanging upside down from a meat hook. This was the story. We were watching the Midnight night. Meat Train last night. Mid, mm, midnight Meat Train. Sounds like a true TV mm. man. Midnight Meat Train. I get in a train. And, <laughs> and there's they, a guy And there's a guy that, that, that carves off yeah. meat, like when you go to a tourist Korea. Yeah. yeah you're walking, hey, now you're you talking. Like, would you like skirt steak? <laughs> the loser goes on no, the fire. No, no, come on. That's, that's, no, 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 no. They bring you real food. I always love sending the guy away. Would you like a bacon-wrapped chicken? Get out of here. Just bring me the steak. <laughs> When I why, saw why, th- bacon wrapped chicken and you send them away. Oh yeah, come What's on. When you're you? one of those Brazilian steakhouses, you don't waste time on bacon and chicken. Come on. <laughs> when I saw this story, I immediately defaulted to all the times I've had dreams in my life where I'm naked in public and I have to get somewhere and I don't want people to see because I'm naked. And I don't people to take pictures, whatever it is. And I, I think, you know, uh, would I get fired from my job? All this stuff. That's immediately what I thought of when I saw Zay Jones running naked through an apartment building. And I actually looked it up a few minutes ago. And being naked in a dream signifies that you're feeling vulnerable about something. Interesting. And that it's something you don't want people to know about you that is on your mind. I thought that was pretty interesting. All right. I mean, I don't know what's going through Zay Jones's head when he's actually naked, running around saying, I'm going to fight for Jesus. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, in a dream, at least, the being naked in public thing, you know, that's... You You've know. at least come to some dream analysis. So yeah. That's good. And if and- I had a body like a guy like Zay Jones, if I had an NFL player's body, I wouldn't mind being naked in public. But, you know, look, I'm... You know, I'm 47 years old now, and I'm really, really pasty white. And uh, outside of my feet looking as good as they do, because I got gray-looking feet. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what being naked in public would. I don't know that would look like. Yeah, I don't know that I have that fear right now. Yeah. Feeling pretty good. All right, but really? The, yeah, really. Yeah. You're not worried about losing your job if you were naked in public somehow. I think it would be good for the show. Ooh, would Harmon? Would that be good for the show, or would he get fired? I'm going to say getting fired. You think Scott Shapiro would? Can he? I, 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 just I, like that. I, I think he likes you. I don't know if he likes you that much. <laughs> Could be good press. <laughs> Coming up next, a guy who's guaranteed to have his clothes on, unless he doesn't. Ben Maller. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hannah Storm and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.